It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soad Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well, Josh. How are you, mate? Already in trouble, Bobbo. <laughs> yes, this sir. One, this one. <laughs> we get him back uh, from Charleston, and he's immediately causing trouble. Sure. Sure. We expect anything less, though. Nope. Addy, welcome back, baby. We missed you. <laughs> missed you, boys. Missed you boys. Had a, uh, man, Charleston, not the best time. <laughs> not the best? Not the best. I could see where it was once a cool town, but now it's overrun it was, by, like, girls. It was, it was shopping. once a cool town. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not a fan of it. Uh, maybe I just caught it on a bad weekend. But, they uh, have. Uh, you also it was, took a long drive to it. Took the took the baby that's you know sixteen yeah. months, and he was uh, he was a nightmare. I think so. the context <laughs> around the trip maybe was the issue here. A lot of stress, a lot of stress. Not a vacation, that's for sure. <laughs> we're Glad just to be back. We're surviving in a different part of the country. That's mm-hmm. what happens when you take your kids on yeah. vacation. Yeah, mistake. So uh, glad to be back. This is really nice. It's truly, tr- <laughs> he needed this. <laughs> truly, <guys. laughs> he truly. needed this. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's good to be back with y'all, Bobo. Yeah, thanks for holding me down. Yeah, last absolutely. week week seven preview we had some okay calls on that pod sure did yeah the sure uh, did. commander's defensive line mm-hmm. against tyrod taylor and the new york giants was uh feasting mm-hmm. and uh, i'm sure there were some other good ones in there as well pretty much start anybody who's yes. playing uh, sam howell <laughs> start anyone playing against sam howell and anyone starting against the giants yeah and we you're sh- gonna have a good time we shouldn't have disrupted uh, um Wow, I can't talk. It's already it's already early. We're in Chris trouble. McCaffrey's We're in trouble running. already. Uh, we shouldn't have uh, degraded your man, uh, Jalen Phillips. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. You guys seem like scared almost or something. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, that was a bad call. Sure, that was a bad call. Jalen Phillips and uh, Bradley Chubb. You were both here. Had very it was good a games. different vibe. Uh-huh, you guys yeah. got to feeling yourselves a little bit. <laughs> Adam's not here. To, uh, to it was. <laughs> we didn't have the shirt. We didn't have the yeah. shirt yeah. to uh, inspire yeah. us to go against the odds here. I should have worn it tonight. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm glad he's healthy. I'm glad he's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, fingers crossed. He was yeah. oblique too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yep. Him and McCaffrey. Obliques. And he was dealing with back as well. So he's had a, a, a few injuries. So rough go here lately. Yeah. yeah. Injuries have been just a real kick in the nuts. We lost Nick Bolton for two weeks. Yuchina Nuosu, torn pet going out for the season. No, no. need surgery. Two months for Nick Bolton. What did I say? Two weeks. Oh, sorry. Two yeah. months for Nick yeah. Bolton. A little different story. Was a dislocated you, wrist. Yes. That's surgery. Yuchina's was a peck. Torn pec, getting surgery out for the season. 
So, uh, and then there was some other injuries as well. Uh, welcome. This is the uh, week seven recap. We are going to be talking all things week seven. Uh, we've got Monday Night Football underway right now. Uh, it's the fourth quarter, Vikings 49ers. Uh, so we'll touch on that game at the end. Uh, we're going to go through, though, game by game. We had six teams on by Bobo for some reason. No teams on by next week. What are we doing? Don't know what the hell's going on there. That's very weird. Don't like that at all. Did y'all see the uh, the screenshot of um, there was a game last week? They were, they were like, all right, let's go to New York for some help on this ruling. And it was like five dudes yes. huddled around a, like a television uh, somewhere in New York. The officiating, it was like a very <laughs> poorly decorated man cave. Yeah. It's like, is this not a multi-billion dollar organization? NFL, y'all hurting? Shouldn't this be like a spaceship? Goodness gracious. So we should also mention, uh, well, Kareem Jackson. He was uh, tossed out of that game for unnecessary roughness, suspended four games yeah. uh, for his... He's appealing, um, but that was a brutal hit. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, he's not a dirty player. I'm like, that. Did you watch the tape? <laughs> this guy's had some really questionable hits this season. Yeah, it's a I don't look. think you really get to argue that when you watch the tape. Uh, we should also mention, yeah, Nick Bolton dislocated wrist. Divine Diablo was ruled out against the Bears, so keep an eye on Double D. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else here is noteworthy. And then, yeah, Cody Barton ruled out versus the Giants. So David Mayo going to be a hot pickup this week. And Willie Gay uh, and Drew Tranquil for the uh, Chiefs will be hot pickups. So... And then I guess... Masterson for Diablo, potentially. Yeah, Luke Masterson. Did you say Mayo for Barton? Mayo for Barton, yep. That'll be fun. Keep an eye on Ernest Jones a little bit, too. He didn't look healthy in that game. I don't know. I don't know that they would really sit him down, but I don't know. He wasn't... And he hasn't been healthy, right? Yeah, he wasn't no, he's normal been Ernest for the last two weeks. Banged up. He was yeah. questionable. There was real doubt if he was going to play in this game. So we always talk about, though, with the top of the show, we are going to be looking at the Chasing Greatness chart. Players that have scored over 40 points this season by Big 3 scoring. Miles Garrett becomes the first player to get his second 40-point game. This time it comes against the Colts, who are one of two teams that have surrendered a 40-point game to an IDP. This time, Miles Garrett goes for 41.45 points. He was the highest-scoring IDP on the week and uh, single-handedly wrecked that game for the Colts, uh, blocked a field goal, and then had a strip sack that was recovered in the end zone for a touchdown for the Browns. So literally accounted for 10 points for the Browns, and uh, the Browns won by one. So single-handedly wrecked the game against the Colts. That's what Miles Garrett can do, Addy. He was insane, dude. Did you see the play where he le- leapt over the guy to make the block? Oh, yes. That was awesome. Uh, it seems like he might be the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. probably him. Um, I think you could put maybe Daniil Hunter, TJ Watts in the mix, Max Crosby. But, yeah, I'd say right now, Garrett started out a little slow, but he's really come on here recently. Yeah. So And it, that defense is, is I mean, great. You yes. Know? Uh, it didn't have the best performance, I guess, against the Colts, but I mean, they've they've shut down. They just you're coming off shutting down the yeah San the Fran, Niners, Forty mm-hmm. uh, ers So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, and he's obviously the centerpiece of it. So I mean, that's gonna look good for defensive player of the year voters. Best player on the best defense yep. is a good recipe, Bobo. Yep. Couldn't so Miles Garrett, though, good for IDP, good for NFL. We're going to talk about a lot of guys tonight. We're going to more of a storyline-driven recap here, uh, touching on some of the notable players who 
performed well, who disappointed, some trends that we want to pay attention to. So a little bit different format tonight. Would love to hear what y'all think. Uh, if you like this format, the top scores format, we're just trying to mix it up and uh, see what works best for y'all here. But let's kick things off, gentlemen, with Thursday Night Football. It was a 31-24 win for the Jags over the Saints. And let's start on the Jags side of things. Foyce to Lewican. Should Foyer still be LB, let's say two, because I don't think he's LB1. I think that's Roquan Smith. In Dynasty, even though he's 28 years old, Foyer went for 37.4 points in Week 7. 17.3 point per game average the last five games. Uh, 14 tackles, a pick, a defensive touchdown, two PDs, and 24 return yards on 100% of snaps. Um, got, I think he got the Greg Rosenthal shout-out, Bobo, on Twitter, mm-hmm. I saw. Um, I mean, what else can you say about Foyce to Lewican? I mean, this guy's uh, locked and loaded top two LB every single week. Yeah, I mean, Adam can attest to this a little bit more. It's his dynasty ranks, but I mean... Foyer's been fantastic, and, you know, if it's if it's like the trend of any of these, you know, linebackers that we've been talking about here lately, your Bobby Wagners, you know, I don't exactly know when uh, Keekley hung it up. He was probably about the same range, 30, but we've got Levante David in his 30s still doing really well. Um, I don't know. I don't know that Foyer is going to shut it down anytime soon. I mean, I still see production coming from him, high-end production for the next – Two, three, four years, probably. I don't know. Y'all may completely disagree with me, but I think um, I think the 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 best is still yet to come for Foyer. Well, I think um, we had the discussion of is it Quay Walker that's at two? Is it Foyseta Luican that's at two? Is it someone else at two? Addy, how do you feel now seeing this kind of boom game for Foyer? I've got Foyer at two. I, I mean, think that's the right call. It's just if you're gonna get production like this, which I think you're gonna get it for another two years at least, you know, probably more. He is LB one on the season right now. Yeah, twenty point one points per game this year, I believe. But look at last year, seventeen point seven points per game, sixteen point eight points per game in twenty twenty one, fifteen point one points per game in twenty twenty. So I mean, four years of being an elite linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, plenty of evidence, uh, just a tackle machine. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I don't I don't think you can have him outside of your your top three. I mean, because um, we two we years tend, easy. I think that we can yeah, expect production. We tend to lean youth a little bit on this show, probably more than others when doing dynasty ranks. I mean, I don't know how many folks are talking Quay Walker top two or three or Jack Campbell top five or six. Definitely but, do, but we also need to realize how badly we've been burnt by yes. so many <laughs> of these young linebackers, mm-hmm. or even if they pop like they're not going to be doing it for long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's hard to find but, someone but like Foy Sato They'll resurface yep. these certain periods. Like Kenneth Murray's doing this year, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's just they're not these stable assets, but Foyer has proven to be maybe the most stable linebacker. I was thinking about the that past this, five years. This yep. weekend, you think Atlanta feels dumb at this point? Um. I don't know what they got in return for him. Was that a trade or was that free agency? It's free agency. Yeah, I mean, it? I think they would definitely prefer to have Foyer, yeah. you know, yeah. seeing how everything's <laughs> turned out with uh, Trey Anderson. And Kate Nellis is fine, yeah. but, I mean, he's not He's not, not very Foyer. Good. Look, I mean, I love it for IDP, and Foyer's been great, but he's still got way too much money for a linebacker. Yeah. I mean, let's keep it real. That's not like sound financial business mm-hmm. uh, for a football team to be given linebackers that much money, but – 
At least he's done everything he can to justify that contract. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk about another linebacker, though, for the Jags. Solid performance from Devin Lloyd uh, since he returned from injury. 14.75 points in Week 7. Bobo, 15.25 points per game. Average the last three games. He had 11 tackles and a PD on 99% of snaps. The clear thing for me, he is the LB alongside Foyce Deluican. Chad Muma is simply injury backup kind of fill-in if you need a guy, if Devin Lloyd were to go down again. Look, I may be wrong, but I'm still interested in Devin Lloyd. Um, I I think Devin Lloyd has some staying power there in Jacksonville. I agree with you, Josh. I don't think that it's Muma at all anymore. So um, maybe I'm wrong on Devin Lloyd. Maybe this is just another little pop game, but um, I don't know. Love to hear Adam's take on Devin Lloyd. I know Addy was kind of the original Devin Lloyd stand with him coming into the league, but I, I'm, I'm kind of falling for him a little bit. It has been encouraging, at least, to see him getting the snaps. I mean, I think that's the my biggest takeaway for Devin Lloyd this season is this is not a situation where it's like, well, let's sprinkle in Chad Muma and let's see what he can do. Mm-hmm. No, this is very clearly Devin Lloyd's job, which really was the big question mark for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like Devin Lloyd fine. I mean, he's someone that I've been rising on since he came back from injury pretty much. So Like him more than I did at the start of the season. Definitely. Big time riser. Yes. And the fact that, you know, Chad Muma didn't make anything of his opportunity. Yeah. That, I like that. I like that Devin Lloyd got his job right back coming yep. off. Uh, even though, there, you know, you watched those Jacksonville games and there was plenty of Chad Muma hype. I mean, he did play well in some spots, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't enough to um, unseat Devin Lloyd, at least not yet. But mm-hmm. there still is a little bit of that risk, though. I mean, if he does play bad, like, could they, you know, switch back to, to Muma? I mean, there is there is that. Muma is, I don't think, a, a huge threat. Um, but it's not. But he's not, still but lingering. He's, but he's a, he's a, you know, probably an above-average linebacker yeah. three, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On most teams, you know, real NFL life. So um, I don't like that there. And Devin Lloyd is a little bit of an older guy. Mm-hmm. He came into the league older. You know, that did put a little bit of damper on his uh, dynasty uh, outlook for me. I mean, just someone that's not as sexy. You know, you, you think about someone like Patrick Queen, who yeah. uh, this is his fifth year, and I think he might be younger than Devin Lloyd. I think he's 19 years old you know? somehow still. <laughs> um, he came into the league at 15. But, you know, it, it's just um, – I think it's you got to be hopeful and, and and excited to see what you've what you've seen lately with Devin Lloyd because it was looking bad there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was looking like oh boy, yeah. Right you have him here's as, another bust. Yeah, LB thirty one right now in your dynasty rankings, uh, one hundred one overall. Which have actually my... they've been updated today, Joshy. Okay. back from vacation so, took a little bit of a week off. So there we go. Got in there today. He's LB twenty eight now. LB twenty eight. So he's rising in the ranks. So Joe Bernard's also gone way up the ranks. Mm-hmm. We should mention, folks, these are now available over on the website, theidpshow.com. We finally got them migrated over. Thank you all again for the patience as we worked to finally get those up on the site. Those are there now, and uh, that's where they'll live. So if you want to access those. <laughs> theidpshow.com look for dynasty rankings but let's talk about the edge rushers for the jags both josh allen and trayvon walker failed to convert on opportunities versus the saints back up tackles this was a primo matchup because of the tackle situation but our jags edge rushers just didn't get it done eight points in week seven for josh allen 0.75 points in week seven for Trayvon Walker. He had one assist. Josh Allen had two tackles and three QB hits. Um, so just uh, 
one of those games, one of those frustrating games for Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Let's move to the Saints side of things, though, boys. Carl Granderson was solid. Even though he did not record a sack, he has been very serviceable this year, Addy. 13 points in Week 7, 14.12 points per game average the last five games. He had six tackles, a tackle for loss, and a fumble recovery on 88% of snaps. I said I've got Carl Granderson in the main league. Feel fine firing this guy up every week. Yeah, I mean he's the he's a rock solid edge two, I think, for you. Yep. Um, and we love the fact that he got a really nice little contract. You know, it's uh it was like what, a four year, fifty, sixty million, I think. Something it was like some that. serious grilla. Like, yeah, it was nice. I mean, you know, I'd say fifty two million dollars, thirty five point three guaranteed. Yeah. That's some that, that's some nice cheddar. Yeah, most casual fans have no idea who Carl Granderson is. <laughs> Uh, they think that is some old guy that lives down the street from him. Most yes. Saints um, fans, Mr. Granderson. Really <laughs> yeah, but he's good. I mean, I remember when I was on the the show with the front office boys. I was going over all of his metrics, and they're all elite. You know, he's he's and he's and he was good last year too. So mm-hmm. it, he's got a great opportunity there in, in uh, New Orleans with Cam Jordan being thirty four and. Um, he he's Cam Jordan's still good. I know he hasn't been good as of late. We'll probably get to that. Yes, we um, will. But. Uh, it's it, Granderson is, is, is good in his own right. Um, and I think he does kind of get, you know, less attention because he's not Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan has, you know, a decade of being, being elite. Um, and again, it's Carl Granderson. I don't, he's starting to make a name for himself now, but I mean, uh, yeah, he's not Cam Jordan. Yeah. Four years, $52 million, I think will put you on the radar. Baba, what's going on with Pete Warner though? <laughs> Disappointed for the fourth time in seven games, five points in week seven, just four tackles. 9.35 points per game average the last five games. 100% of snaps. What are we doing with Pete Warner? Set him down? He kind of stinks. Yeah, he's not been good this year, man. Yeah, not yeah. a big Pete Warner guy. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those deals where it's like we've seen this guy produce and how he produces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always very important. You can't just look at just PFF metrics and everything and see how good these linebackers are. I mean, that that is important, of course, for like staying power and dynasty stuff. But um who cares if you get a good linebacker that doesn't produce well or just gets tackles yeah. and like doesn't get us these uh, these big plays that we need uh, to win weekly matchups? So I mean, Pete Warner seems like maybe one of those types: good linebacker, grading well, uh, doing everything you know to to probably stick around and, and keep a role. But he's not one of these elite producers. He's not back there getting sacks. He doesn't seem to be getting picks. Uh, not racking up the TFLs, and also the tackles aren't great for like an elite linebacker. So. Um. Yeah, it, just kind of a bummer, you know. I don't think he's someone that uh, you, anyone's going to be going crazy for now. Maybe, maybe he could see like a Logan Wilson type glow up in the second half. Maybe now is a decent time to buy. Now that we're talking some shit about him, yeah, he starts um, getting he starts getting some bulletin board material. And people look at the logs and they, and they say, "Wow, this guy has been kind of a bum. Why yeah. am I so hyped up about it?" Because he is one of those guys that kind of is a bit of a darling. Uh, people really like him. Uh, people don't like Demario Davis, yeah. you know, and his like four percent uh, tackle rate or whatever. Uh, I think it's point four percent tackle rate. <laughs> probably, for so. Davis. <laughs> probably so. It's bad. Uh, probably yeah. so. But at least Demario Davis can get in the backfield and make some TFLs, mm-hmm. make some sacks, something that Pete Warner apparently cannot do. It's um, I have a lot less patience, Bobo, when it comes mm-hmm. to these underperforming linebackers because we can grab guys off of waivers yeah. uh, every single week. You know, yeah, Isaiah you want McDuffie, you want Landman, Nate, or- Nate Landman's of the world. And that's the other um, thing too is like don't let some of these linebackers like waste a spot on your team, you know, because a lot of these guys you go put on waiver wire and everybody's going to be down on them, so nobody's really going to be bringing in a guy like Pete Warner right now. You can kind of use the waiver wire kind of as your 
your taxi squad. Just star the guys, leave them out there, and kind of pay attention to them from one week to the next. And if you need to go pick a guy like that up, that's fine. But don't don't waste a guy. Just make flirty eyes at him. Sure. The, through the waiver wire sure. glass, like, how you doing? Yeah. How's good? You. How's the last five weeks been? Yeah. Taking care of yourself. You picking it up at all? So, no? uh, Cam Jordan, wow, Addy, I'll give you, it. I'll give you, oh, as the Vikings missed Come the field on, goal, Carl. I'll give you the word on Cam Jordan. We preached patience mm-hmm. with these underperforming defensive linemen who had the underlying metrics for success in the future, like Dexter Lawrence comes to mind, Bobo. Um, hey, good job on that one, Josh. Thank you. Uh, what are we doing with Cam Jordan? The question here, is an open roster spot worth more than Cam Jordan in redraft? And Dynasty, 5.5 points in Week 7, 5.28 average the last five games. 95% of snaps, though. What say you, Eddie? I think he's a great buy. I think he's one of the best buys in IDP right now because wow. a lot of people are going to be pissed at how he's been performing, and you should be. I mean, yeah, um, 5.3 points per game the first five and then five and a half this past week, that's awful. Um but I'm pretty sure he did this exact same thing last year. Adam, I was going like pretty this, much exactly this, uh, and and like tore it up for you um, down the stretch when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I could we see a same, you know, a similar type thing? I think so. I mean, I think the the PFF metrics and the pressures and all that stuff is is, is I don't have it pulled up, but I imagine they're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was good last year, so. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna start working out for Cam Jordan. I'm I'm fine. I think he's one of the better buys. That's a hot take because I think he's gotten old. I just don't. He's old. He's yeah, definitely old. I think, but I, we, I we just see worry. these old guys continue to produce. Like I think of, um, I know Von Miller's been hurt, but I mean he's mm-hmm. he's producing still when he's out there. Uh, I was looking today. Clay is Campbell. Still doing the damn thing. Calais Campbell is a freak, though. Is a freak, but so is Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan has slept on. Look at the look at the career stats for Cam Jordan. How old is Cam Jordan now? Is very he, good. Is he thirty? Very good. Uh, you will be very surprised 34. when you look at those. Um, I want him to do well. I like Cam Jordan a lot. It's just some, I think you will. I we, think you will. We are we going to be able to spot the point at which he just it's just gone? That's what I kind of worry about with some of these guys is. Are we going? Are we going to be able to take off the fan goggles for these dudes and just say mm. it's just over? Yeah, I'm not saying it is over for Cam Jordan, but I kind of am worried that I, it might just be over. I don't know. I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a lot harder to lose for for some of those guys. I think we see it so much. We yeah, see team it all, we, we see it all the time. That's a big part too. Is that like the Saints? The this NFC year. South stinks, but they're still in it, and they're still yeah, going to be true. clawing in mm-hmm. it there at the it's end. A you bad know? division. I mean, so I mean, they're they're going to have a shot, and um, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in that division. <laughs> there are, you know, so he's going to have some opportunities for some sacks. I think we're going to see a much better second half. Well, there you go. Let's talk about the Sunday games and move to the Ravens dismantling the Detroit Lions, thirty-eight to six. On the Ravens side, Arthur Mallette. Shines with his second 20-plus point game in three weeks. He had 20.4 points in week seven, eight tackles, a sack, a TFL, nine sack yards, and a QB hit on 80% of snaps, 11.18 points per game the last three weeks. And that was another thing we were kind of wondering about is how would the Ravens' edge rushers do against the Detroit offensive line? Babo, they Eight. Justin Matabike, 17.15 points. He might be 
like defensive, like a top five defensive tackle right now for us. Definitely top 10. Yeah. So 18.9 points per game average the last three games. Odafe Owe even got in on the mix there. 14.75 points in week seven, three Dang. tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and a QB hit. And then Kyle Van Noy, Addy. Uh, you won, you and Johnny won me some money on the Kyle Van Noy sack prop from a couple weeks ago, but 26.05 points. Honestly, one of my best calls of the year. Truly. I was like, oh, man, we're going with Kyle and, Van Noy right and, off the bat. Folks, you should, I know, for real, huge risk. Um, you should check it, check out IDP bets because we do stuff like this. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not just about for that week. I mean, I, I mentioned I like Kyle Van Noy for the year, and I, and I thought it was a, a really sneaky ad in your IDP leagues. And, and here we go. him literally every single place. And you got two sacks out of it. Two sacks out of it, and then on sleeper, he's got the dual designation. Ooh, that's beautiful. So, I mean, he's he's money right now. Yeah, so Vikings just got the win. Addy, congratulations. Huge. Cameron Bynum was two amazing INTs. down the stretch. Two INTs for Cam Bynum? Like in the last wow. two possessions. Sure. Yep. Look at Cam bye-bye Bynum. Purdy, not so purdy tonight. Nope. So, yeah, the Baltimore defensive line got the job done. That's a that's a dangerous team if they can get that defense going. Yeah, Um Away back. I mean, that's yes. that's nice to see. I mean, he was out for I think the last four games. Yeah, he had three tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and a QB hit. Fifty three percent of snaps. That's really good. I mean, they they definitely need him. He's got to have a a chance at a pretty large role there. I mean, um, but I, I do like that rotation there. I mean, with Van Noy, who's somebody that it's he slept on. He's he's always been pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, Van Clowney, same thing. He's kind of had a lot of haters the last few years. He's kind of having a nice little bounce back. Um, away. He's, I think, you know, metric-wise, he's been pretty good uh, in the three games we've seen from him this year. Um, and then Matabuke having a monster breakout He's here. been crazy good. And then you got the two great linebackers behind him, Kyle Hamilton, you know. I mean, it's just a well-coached team. That's a, that's a scary defense. Yeah, that could be a dark horse sleeper kind of uh, Super Bowl contender in the AFC, Bobo. Yeah, I wanted to make a note on that. I was listening to the Around the NFL pod today, and Rosenthal talked about Roquan being a force multiplier, making all the players around him better. And honestly, yep. I think that you could make a – you can make a case for Roquan being the MVP of that team. Yeah. I know Lamar's been awesome. Don't get me wrong. I know Lamar is Lamar. But if the Ravens' defense isn't what it is, it doesn't give the Ravens the ability to do what they want to do on offense, to run the ball with Lamar, to run the ball in general with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, and then to kind of give Mark Andrews the little looks and everything that uh, that Lamar likes. So, um, man, Roquan hasn't been producing as much – um, in terms of IDP here lately, but on the NFL football field, Roquan is having an elite season. And the production's coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He is uh, what Dave Damashek used to call uh, the Jenga piece, like the non-QB on the team that if you take that player out, the whole thing comes crashing down. Yeah. And I think he... I think Roquan Smith probably is that well, for the Well, I mean, Ravens. just look. He's making Pat Queen beside of him better. He's probably making Kyle Hamilton better. Now, because he's telling everybody where to be, you know, what coverage they're in, him and Pat Queen are playing better, which has given the defensive line more opportunity with Clowney. Owe might be resurrecting a little bit to some extent. Now we've got Matabike. Looks awesome from the interior. So, uh, man, I'm going to tell you, that that uh, that Ravens team could be scary come, come postseason. Yeah, time. I would not want to play those guys. Yeah, so uh, things that can't be measured, but things that are very real if you ever played sports mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. done any type of, of physical activity. Yep. Have we done any type of physical? We <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been, been about a decade. It's been, been a little bit. I they, wanted to see where Matabike was in the defensive tackle conversation. So, he... Guys, he might be D-tackle one right now. 
He is D tackle two, one point behind Ed Oliver. <laughs> wow. Just like everyone Just thought. like we sure. all thought. Eddie had, uh, yeah, Ed Oliver is a top five. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the next guys after that, uh, Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner, and Christian Wilkins. Wilkins round out really good lately. Round yeah. out your top five. So the Lions, we can move through this team quickly. Everyone struggled except for Kirby Joseph, and Kirby Joseph just had 12 points. The headline for me, though, Jack Campbell, 90% of snaps. Yes. That yeah. was very exciting. Didn't have a very good game fantasy-wise, but who cares? I mean, this was just fantastic now, seeing. I do wonder, Lamar Jackson, mobile quarterback, did they have Jack Campbell in there for the athleticism to spy on Lamar Jackson, to kind of be there to help contain him. Maybe if so. that was the plan, it did not work because yeah. the Ravens absolutely browbeat the Lions. But so that's my only word of caution is like, I'm not going to like plug Jack Campbell in next week thinking, oh boy, he's got that LB2 job. Yeah, it's not really a team you can trust yet. I mean, no. I still don't really trust putting Jack Campbell out there um, yet. You know, I need to see like multiple weeks, multiple maybe weeks. a month of yeah. of, of him getting. <laughs> maybe above. we could plug him in for like the playoffs. That, yeah, that, the Hopefully. fantasy playoffs. That would be fun. Hopefully so. So let's talk about the next game, though. We got uh, Buccaneers falling to the Falcons, sixteen thirteen on the Buccaneers side of things. Uh, Antoine Winfield just five point two five points with. Uh, is that right? With seven tackles, a force fumble. We must have left off a one there or something, or maybe a two. Can someone get me the score for Antoine Winfield in week seven? Uh, because he had seven tackles, a force fumble, and a PD on 98% of snaps. He has been averaging 17.83 points per game the last five games. He did have uh, four points per game, or four points last week. So, um, yeah, Winfield, though. 15.25 points. 15.25 points. Okay. And what was his last week? What did he have last week? He had four. Four points. Okay. So, a little bit of a down week last week. 15.25 points, though, this week. But the four weeks before the bye, 34 points, 10 points, 11 points, 29 points. He's a baller. He's such a baller, dude. Such a baller. <laughs> and, I mean, um, he's one of these guys that uh, I think we talk about fade and DB all the time, right? And, of course, we do it. Um, especially in best ball. But, boy, when you don't have a, a stable defensive back, it is very frustrating. St stressful. Very frustrating. I have had a really hard time in XFFL this year cycling through these just safety two, three types. Andre mm -hmm. Sisco, Jordan Whitehead. Uh, I got Rudy Ford. Mm -hmm. I've had Kirby Joseph. You're living a... Really stressful it, it, life I, right I now. I am. Uh, I feel you. I am stressed because I had Julian Love there for a while till Jamal Adams came back. Had to start Josh Metellus tonight, which wasn't real fun. Um, I agree. Safety's been a been a muddy mess this year. <laughs> so I, I I definitely am all aboard the do not draft safeties. Okay, obviously not. You can't if you're in a startup. No, we're fading them, fading them in uh, best ball. But in redraft, you know. Um, not too bad. Not too bad. It's just it's hard to find a good one, and one like Antoine Winfield, who is he's also since he's come to the league, done nothing but produced, uh, pretty much at a top twelve level. Um, that's valuable, dude. And I mean, it don't matter where the guy. I've said that line so many times, but it really is the case for him. It does not matter where he lines up; he continues to produce. Just an elite football player. Rosenthal tweeted about him today Did about he? being one of the. Uh, you know the guys going into free agency oh, for yes. 2024 that has elevated his case to uh, to get a bag this offseason. Greg back 
in the offseason to talk free oh, agents. Yeah, He's, he do. is the premier Good free agent. agent guy. Talk um, soon, Greg. Well, is uh, Antoine Winfield the best IDP on the Bucks? Because it certainly isn't this next guy, Devin White. Uh, 5.25 points, just five tackles, 10.78 points per game in the last three games, 100% of snaps, but a 41.7 defensive grade. Um, just not not looking good for a guy wanting a new contract. Um, Devin White has stunk this year. Let's just he call it like it is. He stunk, and all the beat reporters like are sick of him. Like I've been seeing, mm-hmm. uh, who was it, John Ledyard, I think. He's mm-hmm. one of the, the better Tampa Bay beat guys, um, or covers them, whatever. Uh, he's He's been very vocal about how tired of Devin White. Uh, he is so yeah. He's he's been like just his play or just just yeah, his play. He's he's, he's just okay. Awful. I was like, is he being an asshole off the field or awful something? In coverage, okay. just giving up huge gains all the time. Yeah, fifty four grade in coverage this game. Yeah, so he's um, and that's been the case pretty much his entire career. Yeah, right? he's never I mean, been he's, great he's, in coverage. He's always he's always graded poorly. Like yeah. been in like the forties. Uh, I think lived in the forties. I don't know that he's ever been out of the forties. Uh, Probably that's, not. Thought you were hitting a little uh, little roadie. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> a little bit of a... That's, uh, there we go. Not, oh, here we go. Let's do... You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Devin White has not been that guy. He's not year. that guy. Yeah, and um, now, could we see a situation like... There's a boomerang. There it is. A Roquan. A Roquan situation where he goes to a new environment. Ooh. And, uh, Did Roquan's PFS better. grades ever get this bad in Chicago, though? Yeah, I don't... But not Roquan, this bad. Yeah. He I at least don't, had, like... I don't know that Devin White is... He is a playmaker, but I don't know that he has the qualities that an NFL GM wants to pay top dollar for. Yeah. You know, I'll be very, very curious to see the deal he gets in free agency. Mm-hmm. Before I forget, Antoine Winfield's ADP was safety 10, but an ADP of about 100. So mm-hmm. you're looking at, like, round 9... Yeah. So in redraft next year, you may be okay to jump in there and grab you a little Antoine Winfield, Jaquan Brisker, like you mm-hmm. were talking about. You know, absolutely. It dude. makes your team look a little better when you can add a guy like that. You know, yeah, closer to the tenth round. He's safety two right now. Dax Hill is wow. safety one. Antoine Winfield safety two. Well, wow. and when you see like once the season gets here and just all these guys that were not on your radar that are yeah. now very relevant. And people that you're plugging in your lineup every single week. Yeah, Jason Panak okay. is you can, safety three. You can stand to reach a round or two and, and secure yeah. yourself a stud safety. I want to make a note here because Aaron has made a massive mistake. Oh, no. I want him to know about it. Levante Aaron. David is playing some really good freaking football oh, this year. stud. Uh, this week in Big 3 scoring, he had 13 tackles, 100% of snaps, 20.75 points. Uh, last week, week six, 12 tackles, one sack, 100% of snaps, 31.31 points. Um, and then before that, he's had weeks of 24 and 15-point games. Good gosh, Levante David is 33 years old. And I don't know. I mean, the guy still looks really freaking good. Yeah, I mean, could he not play till he's 35, exactly. 36? I mean. I don't know what his contract looks like with the Bucks, and I don't know what that Bucks team really looks like, but – if they're ready to move on from him mid-season this year, um, you know it might be a no. nice little trade piece. I don't think I don't think they would do that to Levante. I think they brought him back as like one final swan song. Will he be somewhere else next season? The hell of a swan song. Yeah, I mean LB twelve. I just I just kind of counted down here, and he yeah he's LB twelve, uh, sandwiched in between C.J. Mosley and Quay Walker right now. Wow. So pretty That's good, awesome. pretty yep. good season for Levante David. Let's wrap up though. We finally got Aaron. the Shaq Barrett boom game. 
20.75 points in week seven, 3.92 points per game. The last three games, 66% of snaps, seven tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and a PD. Dude, and good for Shaq. I didn't realize till last week after we talked with him, that was um, he had just tore his Achilles last year, and then he lost his daughter in that yeah. Um, yeah. drowning accident. Yep. This, I mean, like right before the season started, yeah. so... Um, that dude's been through a lot here in the last, you know, year or so. That's the worst story of the offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So it, it was um, good to see Shaq Barrett get back on track. Are we trusting Shaq Barrett? Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, but, but, I mean, you know, yeah, you can close your eyes and cross your fingers yeah, and hope that say, he does something like this, you know. I, I, there's certain guys that I look at as, like, if I need a flex, uh, a flex play, right, mm-hmm. if I want to swing for upside – Plug in a guy like that. Like, if Shaq gets the Commanders, you know, next week, or yeah. the Giants, or the Bears, or one of these god-awful yep. offensive lines, I, I would consider plugging him yeah, in. Absolutely. It's like an edge three or flex. Their next couple games, Buffalo, Houston, Tennessee, San Fran, Indiana. Indiana. The Hoosiers. Indiana. Yeah. Apolis. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Indiana. 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 Apolis. <laughs> oh, my beloved team. That's hey, very hard to say. What are you doing with Devin White in Dynasty? I mean, if you can cash out, I mean, I think we've you're been saying this. Low. How long have we been saying this? Yeah, for, I think we had this Since conversation had last year. Season. But you know yeah, what? He's been very hard to sell. Yeah, yeah. like everyone. Everyone kind of knows. This Nobody guy. wants to give me three firsts for this guy. I don't know what the hell's wrong with people. But even like no one's been coming like and giving you like a no one's offered you a first, no. right? Mm-mm. No, at any point. Mm-mm. Nope. That's interesting. Yep. But mm-hmm. that's what we talk about that a lot. I mean, there's the market for a lot of these IDP people is not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I always preach cash out when you can. Yep. I'm gonna wait for him to sign a relatively modest deal and then go sell him to Aaron for maybe a first round <laughs> pick. Because I mean, that's why that's the that's, move. That's, that's what you got to do. Next Not FFL. you, Aaron. The yeah. other Aaron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Find the fish and sell them to that guy. Let's talk about the Falcons. Uh, Nate Tackleman. Uh, we got new names for Nate Landman every single week. Repays manager's trust with a strong game. 15.5 points, 12 tackles, a forced fumble. He'd been averaging 9.75 points per game the last three games. 77% of snaps. I mean, Nate Lamon's fine. I sure. love these types, man. Yeah, I love sure. these Lamons. I these don't guys. like. I don't love these Sandboard. guys. Sandboard. I do, man. Landman, the Gibbons, the, these yeah. guys that just get ten tackles and that's it. And they and they yeah. clock out. They clock yeah. in. Give me ten tackles. <laughs> yeah. Addy wants out. the grinder, like the factory hard hat, you yep. know, lunch pail guys. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, remember Troy Anderson? That was gonna be so fun. <laughs> Addy's like, well, what? Like, I'm, I'm here with Nate Tackleman. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're having a great time. Yes, sir. He I loves Moomas, too. He's just waiting on Mooma to come around. He yeah, wants, I, I love them little bitty armbands. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants all the decent linebackers that just have opportunity. Right. No, Give the armbands are bringing him back to like his creative player on the Madden days. Pretty much. That's all Pretty that much. is right there. Yeah, I still do that, Bobby. Sure, not, sure. With the no bringing back of needs. Yeah, <laughs> not bringing, bringing back him <laughs> like back a week. since like, like 6.30 this afternoon. That's why you didn't see much of Charleston. He was up in his hotel room just cranking out Madden. Yeah. Uh, creative player sessions. Getting mad about the guys that don't have their actual faces. You know, it's the generic faces. That oh is my so God. annoying it, like, oh, at this yeah. point. In- I always try to go sign George Fant whenever I have, like, a franchise yeah. just to do a solid for our boy. And it's like, oh, man, they yeah. did homeboy dirty. It just looks so dumb. That is not even remotely. You know yeah. those guys have to be so pissed. Yeah. Well, like we I, got our own Funko Pops. You guys yes. can't get every. You can't get my face right. <laughs> 
It's not that hard, man. <laughs> we got our own. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, come on. We called out David Onyemata in the preview pod as like a nice uh, start in D-tackle leagues. 18.5 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, and three QB hits on 58% of snaps. Been a little quieter, 9.87 points per game the last five games, but... Hell, in D-tackle required leagues, he's a fine option as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie Grant heard, heard us doubting him and threw it back yeah. to 2022, 18.9 points, eight tackles, a pick, a PD, four return yards on 100% of snaps, but he'd just been averaging 8.67 points per game the last three games. So not super-duper interested in Richie Grant. Um, the snaps are there. The production just hasn't really been there this season. Any safeties you are interested in, you know, these Antoine days. Winfield and end of list. That's really it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's it's been a bad year for safeties. Uh, Mink is still really good, and he's someone that's really slept on. Like, he gets a for whatever reason, gets a bad rap, but I mean, that guy's been really productive. Maybe the last it's because John Macri nicknamed him Stinka Shits Patrick. Yeah, I think it kind of threw me off the trail of Minka for a while. He's been good though for IDP. I mean, and he makes plays for the Steelers. I mean, uh, but he's been good, you know. But then uh, Derwin is is obviously up there, even though he's been a, he's been pretty bad this year. Um, we had that talk, the Derwin talk. Yeah, the Derwin talk. But I mean, is there anyone that you're really excited about? No, there's really not, right? Even Petrae's kind of come down to earth. Yeah, maybe you could talk yourself into someone like uh, Brian Branch, mm-hmm. who's who's yeah. flashed, and like I've mentioned, I think he could be like the next Buda Baker. Type. Losing, losing CD Deuce. That, that was sucks. A blow. I love, I love um, John T. Well, Garner. we'll say we've got Buddha back and we got Jamal back in about the same, like, you know, basically the same week here because this was Jamal but, Adams. But both those guys in Dynasty are, oh, no, no. are, oh, yeah. are pretty boring at this point. I'm just point, saying at know? least we have, as, as so many guys have exited yeah. with injury, at least we have a couple well-known brand names coming back. Grant Delpit's been playing really good football. He's been good, yeah. Um, he, I mean, it's not really anybody that you want to go get, but he's playing good this year. Um, the safety is like the safety position for IDP is like tight end. Yeah, like yeah. there are there are four or five that are good. really good. Yeah, and then the rest of them it's like who cares? Yeah, yeah. So we have here's the top. I'll give you the top ten safeties right now. Dax Hill just by big three scoring. Dax Hill number one, Winfield number two, Jason Panock number three. Jesse Bates, number four. Kyle Hamilton, number five. Flag plant still possible, baby. Let's go. Julian Blackman, number six. Cam Curl, number seven. Uh, Justin Reed, number eight. Wow. Harrison Smith, number nine. Jabril Peppers, number 10. Uh, Javon Holland, number 11. And Cam Bynum, number 12. How about that? That is your list. But, I mean, yeah, a list of people that don't seem very stable. No. And, you know, people that (laughs) haven't been stable, people that haven't been proven, been able to do it year to year, outside of people like uh, who, who was it we said? Yeah, yeah, Jesse Bates, uh, Kyle Hamilton, uh, Jason Panak. God bless. Manly them. Winfield. That's really it. Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith. Harrison yeah, Smith. He's been good. Jabril Peppers. You know. Yeah. Questionable. Smith was slow to start. So that's Javon nice. Holland. Um, Javon Holland has been a little slow as of late. These yeah. Viking safeties just stay eating. Pretty wild, dude. Bottom's going to be yeah. way up there now. Oh yes, yeah. Let's refresh this because this I don't think is factored in. The uh, I think what, it takes two, a while for a sleeper to two do two interceptions like yeah. that's that's crazy. Uh, but let's while I'm refreshing that, let's move to Commanders. 
losing to the Giants and pissing off Jonathan Allen, something fierce. I don't know if y'all saw his his rant. Yeah, I said uh, he was sick of this. <laughs> yeah, sick of this. All we do is lose. A uh, lot of players kind of losing their minds in these post-game press conferences. Hopefully we see a very – I mean, I think we will. We we just saw our boy Kevin Byard get traded today, but I think we'll see we a did. pretty active trade deadline. I hope so. Daniil Hunter has been floated quite a bit. I've heard Chase Young and Montez Sweat are both on the trade block. Man, he's got to be going in now, though. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I mean, know. Beat the Niners. That's a good win. Really good win. That's a good win. You got no JJ. The North, I mean, you could sneak in as a yeah, wild card. NFC's not good. No. You know I mean, no. there's, they could eat, yeah, you're right. They could sneak in as a wild card. Yeah, because you have the Lions are probably going to win the NFC North, but other than that, the Bears stink, the Packers stink. I mean, y'all could, mm-hmm. y'all could make it happen. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to see here. So JJ to come back. back in. I want to extend Kirk. Yeah, that's right. Bring him back. I like the change. We were just talking about that before you got here. Like Kirk is fine, man. He's fine. He's Kirk's fine. fine. And the fact that you have Addison, who baller. I mean, we yeah. we've got enough evidence now. Mm-hmm. Certified baller. Certified. And and Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's that's a deadly combo. About as good as a combo as as it gets now. I mean, Hawkinson's good too. Hawkinson's great too. Yeah. Um. So I mean that's you got to just go ahead and, and keep Kirk around. I kind of like the little running dudes. back combo. I like a uh, Madison dude. Todd yeah. Chandler is quick. Chandler and that Cam Akers look pretty good tonight. He did. So yeah. uh, Cam Bynum thirty point two five points. He had nine tackles and two interceptions. Thirty how much? Thirty point two five. Wow, let's go. So great game for so, Cam Bynum. So I mean him and Julian Blackman mm-hmm. probably looking like there, there were so many good values though. Honestly, I mean yeah. Dax Hill went on a lot of people's radars. Um, Javon Holland was going pretty late in, in drafts. Yeah, Julian Blackman is uh, safety six right now. But yeah, Blackman and that fellow you just mentioned feel like the two be- uh, Bynum feel like the two best values. I'm interested to see what Kevin Byard does in uh, Philadelphia. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I like oh, I that. Love that man, Philadelphia, so good. They're the um, they they just always find the the league idiots. Yeah, yeah. Howie's like, let me go back to the Titans. Well, like, uh, let's, yes. we got AJ yeah. from them. Let's get Kevin Byard for like a. A fifth and a sixth, and Terrell Edmonds? Dumbass. Howie is an absolute Woo! weasel. He's a savage. Absolute yeah. weasel. Byron's uh, still a good player. He's going to be awesome there, man. That's that's You love that. A lot of fun. Hate to see that for, um, I guess. I know, Sidney Brown. Sidney Brown. Or is it Reed Blankenship that gets. Uh, I don't know. I was going to also mention, I haven't yet, about uh, Reed Blankenship. But, boy, when I dug through his college production, that guy was awesome. Who, Blankenship? Blankenship. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Played at Middle Tennessee State, I believe. Oh, okay. But he his guts then. Dude was a baller. Like I think he had like over 300 tackles as a safety. So, I mean, really, really good production. Uh, did make my ears perk up a little bit. We'll see how it shakes out there. Because they sent off uh, Terrell Edmonds, too. Yeah, so it's Blankenship. It's Sidney Brown, Kevin Byard. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably going to be Byard and Blankenship. Yeah, I, think I, so. think, I think so. I think so, yeah. Um, but Blankenship's been really good. Yeah, Edmonds got like 10 tackles uh, last night, and they're like, all right, see yeah. enough Thanks, of you. Thanks, That was enough of a resume booster. Let's send you off to Tennessee. So, yeah, back to the Commanders-Giants. Um, so, with Cody Barton going out, the choose-your-fighter results that we had, Cody Barton versus Jamin Davis, it was actually Kaliki Hudson, I guess. Uh, 14.05 points, three tackles, a TFL, a sack. should have seen that coming, boys. And a QB Sorry, hit. Yes. Disappointed. Uh, David Mayo played 60%, but only scored six points in Cody Barton injury relief. Um, we told you to start both the edge rushers. We hope you were listening. Montez Sweat. 20.15 points, seven tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit, 71% of snaps. 
Chase Young, 28.95 points. Three tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits, 90% of snaps, 90 overall defensive grade, 87.5 pass rush grade. Chase Young, I think, just continues to rocket up Dynasty rankings, Addy. I think we last time we checked in, he was like edge 20-something. Mm-hmm. I think it was 20, yes. Edge 15 now. So, oh, I mean, working his way up. Keeps just rising. Uh, I have I have Montez Sweat at edge 14, Rashawn Gary at edge 13, Alex Highsmith at edge 12. But, I mean, I think you can shake it up however really you want there. I mean, I think the question all is, those guys are, are really good dynasty. pieces that I want. Who do you want right now, Montez Sweat or Chase Young, the teammates? Flip a coin. I mean, I think uh, both, both these guys yeah. are great. Can we have both of them, please? Yeah, I think Bobo would go sweat. I don't know. It's just interesting to know that both these guys are on the trade block. I yeah, mean, could both potentially be in well, I mean, new places. Mm-hmm. Chase Young is 24.5, whereas sweat is 27.2. There you go. So, I mean, uh, do you use age as a tiebreaker if you like both guys evenly. Yeah. Uh, now, the choose your fighter between Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne that went the distance, but Deron Payne wins via split decision on points. 14 points in week seven, four tackles, a TFL, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery, 85% of snaps. Jonathan Allen, three tackles, and a TFL had six and a quarter points. Let's move to the giant side of things. Uh, Sack Howell, apparently, is the nickname that we have now for the quarterback there in Washington. He is the Sav. For ailing pass rushers, Dexter Lawrence, we called him out. Be patient with this guy. The Mm -hmm. metrics were all there. He blew up 28.25 points in week seven, six tackles, a TFL, two sacks, four QB hits on 75% of snaps. Kayvon Thibodeau got in on the sack party as well. One and a half sacks, one TFL, four tackles, and two QB hits on 99% of snaps. I want to pause there, Bobo. Uh-oh. You brought up something interesting with Kayvon Thibodeau. What was the nugget you found? Sure enough, yeah, Art Stapleton tweeted a little bit just about how, you know, a lot of the safeties there, uh, Pinnock, uh, McKinney, uh, maybe it was Dane Belton, um, play like all the snaps. They basically don't come off the field. But he was basically saying the same thing about Kayvon, too, that Kayvon just continues to play a ton of snaps, and let's go look it up at the log. Um, week one, 72% of the snaps, which was fine. Week two, 94. Week three, 87. 82, 93, 92. This week, 99% of the snaps. The homie is not coming off of the field. Um, almost like a little uh, a little junior Max Crosby there um, at the edge. So, I love that for Kayvon. I mean, obviously now they don't have Aziz this year. They need Kayvon. Kayvon's been coming through big here the last couple weeks. I think Kayvon could be due for a nice little uh, little second half of the season. I don't know what you all think about that, but I love um, it. I think it's already here. Yeah, I I think he's. uh, We we were worried the first few weeks because he wasn't producing, but man, here recently he's he's been on fire. Yeah, he's already at five and a half sacks now. So I mean, he's on pace for thirteen this year. Love to see it. But yeah, I mean. 87% 87% of the snaps this year for Kayvon. Now, one thing I was thinking about, too, which is same line of thought here, um, these elite pass rushers are starting to play a ton of snaps. Yes. Um, Max Crosby playing 97% of the snaps this He's year. A freak. Aiden Hutchinson playing 90% of the snaps. Even players like Jeffrey Simmons, 89% of the snaps. Wow. Uh, Byron Young's playing 87% of the snaps. Michael Hoek's playing 87% sure. of the snaps. Uh, Kayvon, like I just said, 87. Jonathan Allen, 85%. 
Dan- Danielle Hunter, 85%. Derek Brown, 85%. Chase Young's up there as well. Chase Young's at 84%. Yep. Zach Allen's at 84%. Khalil Max at 83%. Aaron usually, Donald, 83%. I mean, so usually it's these, like 75 to 80, but there's a lot of guys north of 80%. Yeah, like linebacker numbers, yes. you know, so off-ball linebacker numbers. So um, this is uh, this is a new trend. We're seeing these edge rushers be relied on more. And teams, you know, if they're going to be willing to, to – pay this top dollar for these guys i think they're going to start expecting these guys to be out there for pretty much every snap and so we're it and also that's just the evolution of the position like yep these guys are getting more athletic uh they're training better like we're we can expect we're, these guys are playing longer like we're gonna see these guys um do things like this i think we're just gonna see players continue to get better and evolve have that's you what, seen daniel hunter recently have you seen miles garrett recently i mean these guys look like yeah he-man action figures like no wonder these dudes. they really do they look like <laughs> the crazy they're the most built like position in the league right oh, by these edge guys. far like they look like the the biggest freaks they are the aaron donald the greek yep. gods the maybe aj brown you can maybe put aj brown in there too. yes let's throw aj <laughs> in there just for just for yeah. fun but yeah these dudes are like when you point to like the pinnacle of athletic sort of physique and perfection in football, it's the edge rushers. I mean, you know, um, maybe Rodrigo, the kicker with the goggles. You could also say (laughs) he plays the same sport as these guys. Um, But Leonard Williams, just to wrap up the Giants edge or the defensive lineman, uh, he had a sack as well, two tackles and a TFL to go along with a field goal block, because why the hell not? Mm -hmm. And uh, two QB hits, 20.4 points for Leonard Williams. Uh, Micah McFadden, Great linebacker option there alongside Bobby Okereke, 11.15 points in Week 7. He's averaging 15.4 the last five games. He had five tackles, half a sack, and two QB hits on 62% of snaps. And both safeties were pretty solid in Week 7. Xavier McKinney, 11.75 points, three tackles, two PDs, and Jason Pinnock, 17.3 points, six tackles, a TFL, one sack, eight sack yards, and a QB hit on 100% of snaps. You mentioned it, both those safeties mm-hmm. playing 100% of snaps. Um, so, yeah, Giants, surprisingly, have a lot of relevant IDP options. We thought this coming into the year, they just got off to a really slow start, yes. but we're starting to see it now. Uh, someone else that wasn't mentioned here, Bobby O'Carrike, just been an absolute beast this year. Yeah. yeah, he is, let's see, I wanted to kind of give him his flowers I think last week, yeah, so he is, Foyer is number one, Terrell Bernard is number two, Quincy Williams is number three, Zaire is number four, Bobby O is number five. Wow. So Mm -hmm. LB5 on the season. So some good options for the Giants. Let's talk about Raiders getting uh, just drubbed by, is it uh, Tyler Bajant, Tyson Bajant? Who is the Bajant character? Um, Chest hat. Chest hat vagents. Uh, <laughs> Chest hat, tiny nips. Yeah, tiny nips dropping 30 points on the Raiders. You have to feel like a real jackass to lose to tiny nips vagent. Yeah. Um, but this is, I just have to give Aaron, Aaron basically script writes these points. So I have to give him credit whenever he gets a, a zinger in there. Time to call him Tax Crosby because outside of death, he's the only sure thing in life. <laughs> Coming through for us once again, Tax Crosby. 15.45 points in week seven. Five tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit on, you guessed it, 97% of snaps. 19.06 points per game average the last five games. Aaron's in his absolute bag right he now, Josh. And he knows it. He won't you better cut it out, Aaron. I saw a great Jordan Addison tweet of a guy in a sleeping bag like, woke, woke up in my bag. And that was Jordan Addison and Aaron writing this script for us. Uh, let's talk about 
Eddie, this next point here I feel like is just for you. It's only taken seven weeks, but we finally have a Tyree Wilson sighting. Yeah, some positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, good look, to see. look at that 82.9 overall PFF grade, 71.5 pass rush grade, 75.3 run defense grade. I mean, good stuff. You know, this has mainly been uh, uh, all in the red. Yeah, it's been bad. Since the season started. But uh, Tyree Wilson was hobbled coming into the year i don't think he expected to have to play you know immediately like he has um he, he was the one most was, disappointed by the chandler jones news like yeah, bro like, man Damn, i'm not ready to get out there yet <laughs> i'm hurt i'm a rookie but i thought it showed with tyree wilson i thought he looked mm-hmm. a little sluggish i thought he looked like he was someone that wasn't trusting his foot um and i think you're starting to see him get a little more comfortable and um yeah we've talked about it a lot i mean there's you can't teach the size and length the freaky uh, athleticism. Yeah, and and uh, also in a great situation there with a, a guy we love in Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. He's learning and being mentored by Max Crosby. Uh, speaking of the mentor thing, while it's on my mind, uh, th- another reason why we probably should have not um, ever dipped out on Jordan Brooks at all, just because he has had Bobby Wagner there with mm-hmm. his, his entire career. That's such a like um, underrated thing that I think w- – gets overlooked like guys that are in situations like that learning from guys that have been great so uh same thing here with tyree wilson getting to be mentored by max cross shame it didn't work out for devin white and levante david <laughs> it's a shame <laughs> that's a shame levante couldn't give him some pointers levante on did everything he could it's <laughs> not your fault levante it's not your fault <laughs> you tried your best that so is you, true you think about like eric kendrick's this year maybe that's helping uh Absolutely, absolutely helping Kenneth Murray, helping Dayon Henley. Just like, yeah, having Mm -hmm. a voice like that in the locker room or someone just to show you the ropes and how to be professional. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's huge for these young guys. Good mentor right here. Right. Any of you young boys out there (laughs) need a mentor. Young men, maybe, not young boys, need a good mentor. Yeah, sure. 18 and over. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about the Bears before we get canceled. Uh, Rear down game for TJ Edwards, 2.5 points, but don't worry. 92% of snaps, uh, 16.2 points per game the last five games. Uh, TJ Edwards is going to be just fine. Uh, And then Aaron's note here, Bobo. Don't doubt Bobo when it comes to well-kept lawns, disc golf, or Jaquan Brisker, 16 points in week seven, 10 tackles, and a PD on 100% of snaps. Bobo, it's good to see you, boy, having a nice, relevant game for IDP once again. You're starting. You're starting just like brisket. It's good at lunch, good at dinner. It's never not good. Cold in the morning, good on a burrito. Yes, sir. Brisket in the morning, sir. brisker in the evening. Brisker at supper time. <laughs> Brisker's on anything. You can have Brisker anytime. It's like bacon. It makes everything better. Uh, Jaquan Brisker makes every IDP roster better. I love this from Jalen Johnson. Uh, 33.15 points. He had two INTs, a defensive touchdown. Uh, His response was, I deserve to get paid. So good on you, Jalen Johnson, for hanging a 30-burger for IDP and saying, pay me, Chicago Bears. Let's talk about a surprising upset. Chicago's it, like, no. Yeah, uh, who are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. How'd you get out here? Yeah. Who, who are you again? Um, Stay humble, maybe? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bills lose to the Patriots. This is an embarrassing loss for Buffalo. Two in a row 29, now. 29-25. Yeah, Bills uh, having kind of a, a October swoon here. I love it. I'm not a Bills fan. Well, I'm not a Patriots fan either, so sure. I wish that they maybe they lose? could have pulled this one out. What did you think? Let's talk macro before we get into the players. What did you think about the little Bill Belichick uh, contract extension? Yeah, yeah, that felt like he was like, don't, 
Don't mention this. Don't tell I just want to save this to when they're calling for my head. And I can be like, oh, actually, hold up. I got extended it in the offseason, so y'all can suck it. Did you see that? No, I didn't see this. Yeah. What happened? Bill Belichick, it came out like yesterday that mm-hmm. he signed a contract extension in the offseason. Oh, wow. So he he just holstered that until like they're, the pitchforks are out and they're calling for my head. Oh, damn. He yeah. knew with Mac Jones they were going to start 0-5. Mac Jones yeah. with the worst gritty I've ever seen. Sure. I think he was intentionally just – punking us with that god-awful gritty. I don't know. Uh, well, Gusecki, that was what he was doing for a while there. Like I think that, it was, that was like... That was the thing with Gusecki. Gusecki's on the team now, right? Yeah. Yes, it so was... probably like a little, a little was inside. It was like... Um, it wasn't like a poor man. It was like a homeless man's yeah. Mike Gusecki gritty. <laughs> That'd be like me doing a gritty. Yeah. Well, sure. you could have done better than Matt No Jones. chance. Absolutely not. What? I don't know. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I, no, I like to do it like uh, intentionally bad as well. I don't. <laughs> I don't have no like. I'm not trying to learn it and, I, and be good at it. That's like even more cringe if you're good at it and yeah. like you're 35. Like, what are you doing, bro? I got a good gritty. What are you talking about? Oh, that's a little. I'm 36. Concerning. That's so concerning. Cam okay, Jordan. Well, okay, Cam, that's cool. <laughs> Cam Jordan at 34 hits the gritty. You're not gonna be like, damn, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no. Yes, I'm not, you would. I'm not impressed with a 35 uh, year old gritty. No, I'm not. <laughs> Gritty becomes infinitely harder at that age. You should be way more impressed. When I get the, uh, we play pickleball a lot at the house. When I get a cool pickleball point, I, I'll hit the gritty real quick on my daughter. That's my. I think that's if, it's my a, if it's a bad gritty, I think it's funny. Yes. If it's a if good it, gritty, though, it's like, wow, you've been try, you've been yeah. practicing this, <laughs> yeah. dude. There's a lot of implications there because at lie. our age, you just don't hit the gritty. Everybody's well. practiced the gritty at some point. You've tried Absolutely a gritty. Not. You've tried a gritty. I can't gritty. Absolutely you have not. tried I cannot, a gritty. No, I have I'm not. not I really practice. Practice was the wrong word. Yeah, I've, I can't floss. I can't gritty. I can't yeah. do any of Flossing the shoulders. Flossing is really it's, hard. I'm not. My brain doesn't work that Adam. way. Oh it gosh. doesn't. It's not yeah, that difficult. I'm not a. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm not a artist i'm never gonna be a professional dancer we'll hit it sometime for the youtube yeah that would be good that would be like a good youtube exclusive fun but talking bills patriots getting back to the game come back from uh was that from call of duty no it was uh fortnite fortnite Uh, okay okay. most dances come from fortnite oh do it (laughs) (laughs) a very half-assed dab for the youtube crowd here's the mic was in the way yeah sure uh bills patriots Guys, Dorian Williams was benched Ooh. halfway through for Tyrell Dodson. Mm. This LB2 roll is a total mess. Just five and a quarter points for Dorian Williams, five tackles, 35% of snaps, 52% for Tyrell Dodson, 10.75 points, seven tackles at TFL. It's Terrell Bernard. I don't know that I want anything to do yeah, with this nope. position yep. at this point. And we pretty much kind of hinted around at this, that we weren't really feeling confident about that LB2. I think we, we you talked about it. A few weeks ago, when Milano went down, who do yeah. you want, you know? And, I mean, Dorian Williams seemed like the guy that had the most upside, but still there was just so much risk yep. that's going to be baked in with him throughout the season because he's a rookie. I mean, and, and you know, they're not going to give him a, a long leash when you have someone, that, a capable backup in Terrell Dotson. And even, uh, what's his face, A.J. Klein there, who's been around that that team for Seems like forever. Yeah. yeah, IDP herpes. He just can't. He doesn't go away. Yeah. So I mean, it was one of those situations where I was never going to be confident in it. Even now, I'm not. I'm could Dorian Williams get his job back sure. next week? Hell yeah, sure. I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know what they're doing. Yeah, there. I think it was like you all want right. Terrell Bernard, and that's it. Yeah, it's like Dorian, go get. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Tyrell, get in there. Be AJ Klein next week. I'm just yeah. not interested, Bobo. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yep. Uh, now, Maybe you guess right, and if you do, good job. But um, why risk it though? There's just way too many better options out there. Yeah. And there will continue to be better options with more players getting injured, you know. The line's going to be tough, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We talked about that a little bit, the Bills' edge rushers and how that 
shakes out with Von Miller coming back? And do you start AJ Epinesa? Well, if you started any of these guys against the Patriots, you were disappointed. Uh, 3.5 points for AJ Epinesa, two tackles and a QB hit. Leonard Floyd, zero points, just out there doing cardio, as uh, Aaron said in the notes here. Greg Russo, 1.25 points. He just had a tackle. So, yeah, just a bad game from the defensive line. Uh, Jordan Poyer exploded for a 25-point game, but only 5.1 points per game the last five games. Uh, playing 100% of the snaps. This is another safety that's been an old reliable, but has just been old busted for us this season. Yeah, he's not been good to start, but, I mean, he has – He's been good career-wise, so maybe we see a, a bounce-back <clears throat> second half. We see this stuff a lot. I mean, I, I I remember last year, Honey Badger, same thing. And the same thing this year, he could have a better second half because he's been bad. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, last year with Honey Badger, started out slow, came on strong down the stretch. Um, you can do worse than Poyer. You can do worse. I mean, I, he's – yeah, think about somebody in my situation. He's someone that I'd probably eye in a little bit if he was out there. I'd be like, well, mm-hmm. you know. And he's either going to be laughing all the way to the bank with Cam Jordan and Jordan <laughs> Poyer going for like 40 combined points in week 17, or he's going to be totally out of the playoffs. There's no in-between at this point. He's just rolling with the old dudes. Adam's having a great year. Adam's doing. Adam's, Adam's feeling having great. A great year. Adam's, Adam's referring to himself year. in third person. Adam's not. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Come Josh. on, Addy. Got to make me. What, what's the timestamp here? Hour three. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, let's go Patriots, though. Uh, Talking about safeties that have showed out, Jordan Boyer may be a disappointment, but uh, Jabril Peppers continues to show out 20.85 points in Week 7. Eight tackles, one INT, a PD, a QB hit, 99% of snaps, 10.7 points per game the last five games. And then we should also mention Christian Barmore could be a sneaky sleeper at defensive tackle as the season goes on. 13.95 points in week seven, three tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. 16.75 points last week, 63% of snaps. So a couple, I hate to say it, decent options at IDP for the New England Patriots, which is uh, not something we say very often. They've been okay this year as far as options. I mean, uh, we do need to get in Peppers Be Hot. Mm-hmm. Peppers be, do be hot. <laughs> One of uh, Connie's lasting contributions to this podcast. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Juwan Bentley's been been solid for us. Even uh, Bobby's boy, Jelaine Devai, mm-hmm. he's been solid some weeks. You know, you can plug him in there. He's been really good for me in all 22. <laughs> That's good. He's grading well. I was going to say. He's well. Uh, the grades have been very good yeah. for Jabril Peppers. Um, what league now? Uh, yeah, all 22. <laughs> Doing good in there, too. Eddie's having a great the, year. Uh, what's the name of it, right? That, uh, yes, doing, all 22. The pressures ain't real as your team name in there. Yeah, that's right. They're not. I don't, I'm not convinced. And I haven't seen evidence. Sorry, I was making a note to bleep your <laughs> curse word there at an hour and three. So I kind of lost the thread a little bit. Kyle Duggar, he's still solid, you know. I think Peppers and Duggar, you can feel pretty good rolling both those guys out. They're both. I'm not know. feeling good. You can roll them out. You're going to have, like, acid reflux the whole game watching them. Mm. Peppers is... Peppers do be hot. I mean... You may need some Tums. The tackles have been good. I mean, he, as far as, like, stability, Peppers, you know, he the, the ceiling hasn't been great for him, but he's been safe. And, I mean, he's continuing to improve. I mean, this is, his, I think, his high point of the year. But, yeah, 21 points, dude. Come on. Come on. 10.3 is first five. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. 99% right. of the snaps. Peppers be hot. Peppers do be hot. <laughs> I need to find that uh, drop. 
If anyone out there knows what episode that's from, <laughs> save me the time. Uh-huh. I think it was like 33 or 34. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It's episode 33. <laughs> way, Let's go way look and back. see what episode 34 was. What are we on now? Uh, 330 something. Damn, I think. Damn. Yeah. It's been a long, been a long road. Hope you didn't fade us. <laughs> Hope you didn't fade us. <laughs> they're, they're watching and listening. I don't think they faded us. Oh, uh, the, our haters out there are listening very well. Yeah, very. they faded us very hard, <laughs> all the haters. <laughs> Browns, 39. Colts, 38. This was a damn travesty of a game. The refs absolutely screwed us in this one. Miles Garrett, though, also screwed us. We'll get to him in just a little bit. But let's talk about, I think I made the joke with the Browns linebackers of, oh, watch, it'll be Tony Fields, mm-hmm. Tony, 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 coming back into the picture. And it only took till week seven for this hell to be unleashed. Um, Tony Fields, 14.5 points, 46% of snaps, six tackles, a fumble recovery, a defensive touchdown, no fantasy points this season up until this game. So why the hell not? Uh, What in the world? What's going on? 49% of snaps for JOK. We put him in the episode title, and he goes for four and a half points on four tackles and 49% of snaps. Oh, that's a bummer. What Mm -hmm. in the hell is going on here? The one wrong call you guys Yes, I was like, let's give JOK some love. Hey, he took the picture. I really Uh have to. He took the picture. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I have to look for player names that make for good puns, and the uh, JOK is no J-O-K-E for IDP. That was really, you can't pass that up. I couldn't, I I had to take advantage. (laughs) Got to get that in. And I wanted to show him some love because he has been good. But now here comes Tony Fields to take him out. Here's that. Tony. So let's not try to decipher the Browns linebacker situation because that's just hell. Uh, Miles Garrett. If you went up against Miles Garrett this week, and I hate it because I can't put Browns in the title back-to-back weeks, even though I probably should, 41.45 points against the Indianapolis Colts. He single-handedly won the Browns the game. Nine tackles, a TFL, two sacks, a forced fumble, a field goal block, a PD, and two QB hits, 77% of snaps. I mean, this is what Miles Garrett does. He is a game wrecker. Um, And, yeah, condolences if you were going up against him because you're probably lost. Uh, Addy, though, Zazarius Smith, we talked about patience, repaid the faithful who trusted the underlying metrics, 18 points in Week 7. Only 4.4 points per game in the last five games, but he had four solos, a sack, a forced fumble, and two QB hits on 73% of snaps. And when do you trust the underlying metrics when you have a player like Zadarius Smith who has proved it for 10 years yeah. at this point? You know, Got a track record. He was great last year. I mean, elite last year. I mean, it happens. We, talk, we literally say this all the time. We talk about the position being boomer bust all the time. Some guys, sometimes guys just get off to slow starts. Happened with Zadarius Smith. Uh, yeah, another one that um, probably before this past week. Otherwise, maybe maybe people are still doubting him. He's probably still out there on waivers. Yeah, and I picked him up and yeah. he won me a week this. Yeah, this week. I threw him in the flex and and uh, and XFFL. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think he's a perfect type for that now. But uh, I expect him to have a really good second half. I mean. He's just good. been unlucky. The pressure rate's been good. It was 14.4% before this week. Um, so, yeah, I'm not worried about Zedaria Smith at all. I am a little surprised that it was such a slow start just because he's never been opposite someone as good as Miles yeah. Garrett. And as good as this defense is. As good as this defense. but uh, Top defense in the league. But let's, you know, let's also remember this is a human being. He's in a new situation. He's still trying to fill everything out. Let's uh, let him let him get acclimated. He's acclimated now. 
He's mentoring probably. Now he eats. Now he can eat. Now he gets mm. to pull up to the buffet, Bobo. He's right. had to find his bowl and his spoon. That's right. Sir, didn't know where it was. He knew. Oh. He's a new guy in town. Which, which way is the cafeteria? Sure. Yeah, Miles is uh He's a scared little boy. Man, I miss this. <laughs> miss this energy. Uh let's talk Indianapolis Colts. I also miss the Kenny Moore. Uh, experience Anymore. last season, but the revival tour rolls on in mm. 2023. 32.8 points Shoo. in week seven. And you could see mm. him watching mm. that game. Mm. He was a difference maker. 16.25 points per game. The last three games, 10 tackles, three TFLs, one and a half sacks, um, two QB hits, 100% of snaps. His pass rush grade was his best grade. Um, Kenny Moore is all the way back. Baller. Yep, baller. He had one down year, and people started throwing dirt on him, acting like it was he was made by his, uh, the scheme. Eberflus made this guy dumb. Well, and he even said, like, me and Gus Bradley dumb. did not work well together. So I think he needed to come to grips with, like, I probably did not play as well as I could have in this new scheme. He's made some adjustments, it seems like, and is having a big-time bounce-back year. Love it. Love it. Kenny Moore's a guy that uh, maybe we can rely on. I think he's a think set, so. set it and forget it cornerback. I think so. I mean, uh, you know, uh, these are probably the the biggest weeks he'll have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as cornerback goes, like stability-wise, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Kenny Moore is, is one of the best options you can have. Going back to the uh, Browns, Miles Garrett has two games now of over 45 points. Yep. Um, I don't remember that for a while. That's uh, T.J. Watt style. Yeah, T.J. Watt type. Okay. Yeah, probably why. So Kenny Moore right now is also CB3 yeah. and DB5 on the season. I was going to say, Kenny Moore has got to be a cornerback in most uh, true position leagues. If you all know... CBs C- are crushing it right now. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you know CB1 right now, I'll give you $1,000. Uh, Let me guess. With him spoon? No, no, He's no. number two. Um, You'll, I should know this. I mean, I was in there today. Bunch, what is it? A bunch of picks or what? Yeah, it's... Uh, Two forced fumbles, three INTs, a touchdown. He's also played an outrageous number of snaps. Is it Deron Bland? No, he's up there, though. It's Darius Williams. That's oh, the Jackson. Wow. He's been Jaguars. insane lately. Yes, he is DB1 on the season. Now he's getting there off of, like, just interceptions. Yeah, yeah like forced fumbles, three INTs, and a touchdown. Let's go. see if he has the most so. picks. No, Gino Stone actually has the most interceptions yeah, right dude. now. He keeps just getting picks every single week, it seems. Anytime he gets to fill in for Marcus Williams, he's going to get a pick. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see. So, Deron Bland actually has three INTs, two touchdowns. Oh, wow. So, he's actually the touchdown leader for the def- defensive back position right now. Mm. Those corners, though, man, they're, they're crushing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You look at the top 10 DBs. Right now, it's pretty evenly split between safeties and cornerbacks. And that's why we say fade them in best ball. There's yep. just no sense in best ball. You just scoop them up those last couple of rounds. Just yep. grab yep. them. If you, think, if you have a cornerback that's going to play 100% of snaps, yeah. just take those guys right alongside safeties because this hey, is what happens. Kenny Moore was a nice little value because everyone you know was scared of his down year and all that. But Just being a scary little boy. Need Nate Hobbs to get healthy. Yeah, so, definitely. This is, uh, I always like to look and see what the – Top scores at each position are doing so. Foyce Aluakin right now, 141 points by Big Three scoring. Uh, Darius Williams is the top B- DB, 118. So, like we said, DBs are just kind of down. Um, and then DL, uh, TJ Watt, 170 points. Oh. So, 
Uh, the next closest, Daniil Hunter. Now, that has not updated since tonight, so Daniil Hunter may actually jump up to edge one after this game. What Hunter do tonight? One sack, um, two sacks? One sack. Yeah, so He's he, had, awesome he had yeah. 15.7 points. Um, so, he really had like a strip sack, but they so said no, he will not catch TJ Watt, but he'll be yeah. he'll be very comfortably edge two. Yeah, with Miles Garrett edge three, Max Crosby edge four, Josh Allen edge five. So that's a nice little that makes sense that I can wrap my mind around. Yeah. Um, this t- this top five edges right here, and some of these other you, positions not so well, much. I mean, and that's where you draft them. Yeah, that's where we're getting these guys. Yep. You're getting them at the top because that's where they're expected to finish. It's pretty rare to have a no-name, you know, defensive end come into the top five. You know, I mean, it happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the realm of possibility for a no-name defensive back to be top five. Like, that's oh, yeah. what we expect. That's exactly why the whole setup, as far as everything that we've laid out for you, basically, for the last several years about how to draft. You go for your defensive linemen, you go for your linebackers, and then you fill everything else in with your defensive backs. Now, like what we've already said tonight also, and you even talked about it in the offseason, Josh, you know, is it okay in redraft to maybe jump in round eight and get a Jaquan Brisker? Yes, absolutely. We're finding out this year that that's probably a better method to go by for 2024. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just so frustrating to still see people like um, dropping dumb people this time of year because their production hasn't been good. Um, people whining about defensive backs because, you know, so-and-so, whoever they drafted over their defensive lineman isn't performing. Well, you set yourself up for that, you know, and I, I don't know. It's it's getting to be a frustrating part of the year as far as, uh, you know, people's patience is getting a little bit wavering. This is when the casuals start to check out if oh, yeah. uh, their teams aren't doing well. Looking to blame other people. Yeah, yeah. don't do that, folks. Stick around. Lock you in. can still turn it around. Yeah, yeah, this is, and that's the best, like, when you turn it around like that. It's like, this is, that's what it's all about. Yeah, You're this down is, in the hole. This is the time of year you start paying attention oh, to the Drew Tranquils because Drew Tranquil is going to be really relevant the next two yep. months of the year. You know, sucks that you're going to lose Nick Bolton, but somebody else is going to fill in. It's okay. They're still going to roll 11 guys out there. Pay attention to linebacker depth charts. Look at the injury reports. Uh, Look at Johnny the Greek's cornerback corner. Those are the two easiest edges I think you can gain in IDP this time of year if you're wanting to climb out of that hole. Look through the logs, too. Look through the logs and look at what these guys are doing, how they're producing. Um, There's there's some people that just want to look just at – analytics and data which we love that stuff yeah. but we we also love the production side of things yes. they're both so important um at the you, end of the day you win with points you win with points Thank man you, josh i know a lot of data people that suck ass at fantasy football it's just the truth they, they they're good at numbers but they're uh none of the people that we we, we rock with no no yeah. no All understand of our people, that understand that they're in these streets with don't us think drafting. that don't try and like figure out who i'm like it ain't none of the idp shows but uh, there's some people that um, just look at the data, don't look at the points, and they don't scare me in fantasy leagues. Games aren't won and lost on a spreadsheet. So I'm going to say. Spreadsheet boy over here. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe for the data. Make sure you subscribe for the spreadsheets. Uh, but you, you're you in the streets drafting. You're doing the work. You're, yeah, we're, we just, I mean, we, we care about it all. We don't pick and choose. Like, we, it's it all matters to us. It's like, all part of a canvas, a sure. tapestry. How sure. y'all doing in the BBs? Pretty Fine. good. Yeah, solid. Up yep. there. Up there in the running. Devondre's coming back. Thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, we need Save Dorian. It. We need Dorian to get that job back. We need Dayon Henley to work his way in there. We'll start um, in. Probably not happening. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm in striking distance, so that's, yeah. you know, just stay close to the end. And then uh, you got him late as hell. I mean, yeah. 
Kenneth Murray's relevancy in 2023 is the most Not like, what I expected. What? Yeah, that's been a real death blow. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, it makes you remember to just uh, be humble. Be humble, but also, like, don't just throw these guys away. You know, some these guys just are often just waiting for their opportunity, you know. Um, Kenneth Murray's had a lot of opportunity. He has. And he's but. not that he's he's playing really well. Yeah. Is know? he up for a contract? But you Did just, we underestimate the contract narrative for Kenneth maybe Murray? Maybe so. Yes. Maybe so. Man, we messed up. Maybe so. Never, they all are. Never Simmons. doubt. And he's young. You know, it takes some of these guys Green. time. Like, uh, I mean, think about some of the guys like that we like now that, that didn't start off their careers hot, like Devondre Campbell, uh, Denzel Perriman. Foyer. Uh, Foyer, right. They didn't start off, you know, just being immediately productive and mm-hmm. – um, yeah, I mean, it, it it takes time. You know, some some of these guys are, are late broom, bloomers. They're not going to – Got to let them roots grow. They got to latch onto a second team. You know, they got drafted mm-hmm. by the wrong team. They were put in the wrong spot, and yeah. They're yeah. also like 20 years old. Kenneth Murray yeah. is They're young. <laughs> set to be a free agent. We missed it. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I'm still an idiot. It's true. Yeah, it's, we can attest. It's true. <laughs> uh, not an idiot. If you were patient with Julian Blackman, 25.75 points in week seven – uh, five tackles, two TFLs, a pick, and two passes defended. He's been great. Top 10 safety this year. The quitty pay slump continues, though. 5.75 points. Five tackles, two TFLs, uh, an INT, and two PDs. I guess that is... Over him. Get out. Yeah. I, we, I just keep waiting for it to happen. I think we had the similar refrain earlier in the offseason, and it's uh, Samson Ebicam. And this feels like the second year in a row where the other guy, opposite Quiddy Bay, has been the guy that you want. Um, and that's been Ebucam this year. So um Y'all have kind of had a quiet uh, a quiet start to the season across that defensive line though. Like Buckner's been fine, but Grover Stewart hasn't been what he got, was last just year. Just got suspended for P yeah. PEDs. Uh Odangbo has been okay, but probably not what he was last year either. Yeah. So you're out on pay. Odd odd team. Yeah, odd team. I mean, you got a lot of Zaire, you know, Zaire, and Shaq, and EJ yeah. Speed, and Kenny Moore. Yeah, I wanted to see. Has anyone checked the splits on um, EJ Speed versus Shaq Leonard uh, in Week Seven? I think it was like I think EJ Speed only got like forty percent of the snaps. Okay, did you like see that. the speed play that got called back for penalty? What did he do? Was it a sack? Uh, pass deflection? It was a pretty nasty play, if yeah. I'm remembering. But there was. Pretty pretty big penalty. I think Shaq got a healthy amount of snaps again. So yeah, he did. I don't uh, know what's going on. EJ we'll Speed was 40% of snaps. If this team starts to lose, though, we'll just have to see what happens with um, yeah. some of these It's another stay veterans. away until like we get – I think an injury is what we need, really. I hate to say that. I hate to maybe root for that quietly. <laughs> <laughs> quietly root for Shaq Leonard to get banged up once again. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think he's not getting traded with that contract. I mean, no. we're just, we're riding it out into the sunset until he gets released so, next offseason. He, he probably does have a nice locker room presence there, right? Like, oh it's, yeah, it's. I think it it might not play well in the locker room to bench a guy like Shaq Leonard. So I'm sure Gus Bradley's weighing that stuff too. Eighty one percent of the snaps in week six and seventy two percent last week, and EJ was about forty percent. Yeah, man, why so. stinker? Yeah. So it's not going to happen. I'm afraid, but it's what's you know. One of those situations where you're just focused on the LB1 there. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. Zaire Franklin, who has been amazing this season. Let's move to Steelers getting the 24-17 victory over your Rammies, Bobo. Yeah. Steelers have one of the best pass rushing duos in the league. So, of course, Nick Herbig 
Him is, big. Is the one who shines. Uh, 14.35 points, three tackles, a TFL, a sack, six sack yards, and a QB hit on just 18% of snaps. This just feels like the next in a long yeah. line of Steelers edge rushers. He got next. It's yeah. just uh, when is he going to yeah. get his real opportunity? You know, they just they, they just, just resigned uh, Highsmith, Highsmith and, and Watts there as well. Yep. So is he just going to be a rotational guy for the foreseeable future? I think so. Probably so. Maybe, but we, we do see a lot of these uh, these third edge rushers. Like think about like. Uh, um, Okorongo mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, he gets like 50%. Yep. Look at um, Buffalo. I mean, like all those guys are getting like at least 50%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there's a world where Herbig could eventually get starts, to that 40 he, to 50% mm-hmm. level. I he think. does more of this, that 18% yep, is going to grow. He'll earn more playing time. Yeah. Uh, so, CFF grades are great too. Aaron said last week, play TJ Watt, Highsmith, and Minka. Two out of three ain't bad. TJ Watt, 13.65 points. He had a tackle. A crazy interception. Reading the field like a damn off-ball linebacker. PD, 24 return yards, 84% of snaps. Highsmith was down 2.5 points, just two tackles, 78% of snaps. You're not worried about Alex Highsmith. And you mentioned Minka Fitzpatrick, 11 and a quarter points, 11 tackles. He had 10.65 points per game the last five games. 100% 100% of snaps, obviously a top 12 option at the safety position. Yep. Uh, Rams Bobo, though, Michael Heck. Yeah. Do Hoked. we know how the name is pronounced? Hoked. Is it Hoked? I saw a funny tweet I got to find Hecht. today. Hoyt. I think, I think it actually is Michael Hoyt. So the Rams put this out. With two He's sacks Hoyt. in the first quarter, outside linebacker Michael Hoyt recorded seven and a half sacks in the last 11 regular season games. He is the first player this season to record two sacks in the first quarter. So, wow. Seven and a half sacks in the last 11 games. I think it's really just because of his opportunity. I don't think the guy's a very good player. Um, but, I mean, maybe you could do worse in some of your IDP leagues. Ooh. Boomerang coming on back. I don't know. 32.85 points, seven tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, a forced fumble, and two QB hits on 93% Sound, of snaps. Let's check out the they, log. They've been waiting on that stat right there. Yeah. They've been having to wait, like, ooh, the, the, how many sacks in the last however many games? We can look back to last year because this was his first sack no. of the year, right? Yeah, his tackles have been good. He has a great tackle floor. Um, so you could do worse. Uh, as far as that's concerned. But seven tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble. He has two and a half sacks on the year. Ah, this was an anomaly of the game for Michael Hyde. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, it's another AD elevation type situation. Yeah, and I mean, maybe he could be relevant at some point for redraft. But, I mean, as far as dynasty goes, like, nah, no, who no, cares at no, all? thank you. It's PFF numbers. Byron Young and – um, Christian also, Rosenberg. Byron Young. I mean, uh, I know you, you boys are uh, – you mentioned the Byron Young trade again that last did. week, Josh. That's going to be like a continuing yeah. theme. Didn't appreciate that. Uh, you weren't here. I had to take a shot at didn't you. Didn't appreciate it one bit. But, you know, I think we see this stuff a lot. Like with uh, Byron Young, his situation is very rare. Uh-huh. Some Someone uh, – a third-round pick getting insane, like Max Crosby type 90% snaps of snaps almost. That's absolutely nuts. But um, – we do see this stuff a decent amount. Like, think back to, like, Darrell Taylor. You know, didn't he have, like, nine and a half sacks one of these years, you know, recently? So, uh, that stuff happens. It's just, like, what is what is Byron Young's upside, right? Uh, is he going to ever be a top 24 edge guy? I think could be. Could be. Could be. Chances of that happening... What Probably about? less than 50%. But he, he came into the league a little older as well, mm-hmm. so he should be more 25 ready 25 years old. Yes, so he should be more ready. 
Um, it's just like, uh, and but is that snap share going to continue to stay? Yeah, ninety percent. You know what I mean? Like you're basically he's saying, being productive with it, but he's also he's also damn near leading the league in snaps at at, at edge. You're basically saying, is he going to get better? And play less snaps because he's mm-hmm. not going to continue to play ninety five percent of the snaps. We yep. just talked about though edge rushers playing more snaps, so it's like, do they address this position? That team still has a lot of needs. I don't know. They uh, they were rumored to be going after Brian Burns, yeah. you know, for a long time. Uh, now, can Byron Young make them put that on pause a little bit? Now, yeah, I think so. But I think you still want to have like, if you look at the Rams, like they're they're, they're still probably going to be like we're contenders. We can we can. Make another run. Like, I think they're going to continue to try and upgrade that defense, upgrade that defensive line. And I think there needs to be some credit for the Rams given to their scouting department. I mean, yeah. a lot yeah. of times, look at Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was like a, he was a really late draft pick as well. You know, Puka Nakua looks awesome. Steve Avila, their offensive lineman, has been really good. Um, yeah, they're you know, well run there, man. Byron Young, doing. it's a it's a it's a well old machine there. Not to hate on Byron Young, no, I'm just, I'm I get just, it. I'm just saying, it. like, you know, if if someone is really excited about him, like, and and I think someone could probably talk themselves into it because when when you look at Byron Young and you look at the the metrics and everything, you look at the RAS score, it's all going to look really good, and you look yeah. at the production now. But it's like, does it get better? Uh, does it get better? Yeah, you know, good um, question. And what's the ceiling? Yeah. Um, so I don't know what could you what could you sell them for? Am I selling them for a third? Lord no. Yeah. But if someone was like excited about them, you know, and and was coming after them for like a second, like at that point, like yeah, I think we you gotta you gotta think about it. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, and in, and and that trade that we discussed with with all those guys, I'm not I'm not sure that Antron Winfield's not the best piece of that trade. I think mm-hmm. he is. At I'm this about point. tired of Greg uh, <laughs> Greg Old Greg Greenlaw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm about tired of Dre. Yeah, you know, getting hobbled all the time. Yep. And Kobe Dean, uh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Byron Young, it's still still to be determined. But I mean, it, it's obviously a Winfield's great start for him. definitely the best piece of that trade. Yeah. So I mean. I don't know. So it's just a long-winded way to say that you were still right about the trade? <laughs> yes. Yeah, kind of what it felt like. Was. Yeah, pretty much. So, all right. Uh, still feel good about the trade. Yeah. Love you, Evan. <laughs> still, uh, yeah, still feel good about Byron Young as well. Should we feel good about, as Arn has dubbed him, uh, Christian Rose boom game here and there, making us look a little in the direction of the Rams LB2. Uh, 10.5 points in week seven, six tackles and a PD, 9.5 points per game in the last three games, but just 53% of snaps. Yeah, snaps aren't there. He does seem to be efficient with them, but uh, so I mean, you know, you can do worse, I guess, but no, I don't think yeah. we're. <laughs> I don't want to do worse. I mean, we're. we're Talking about yeah, you start like five linebackers. Yeah, and you got. Are there leagues that that are like that? Five linebackers. We're in a lot of leagues that we do four, four, five feels like a lot. Maybe I don't know though. Christian Roseboom could be a little handcuff if Ernest is not healthy. That is true. That's good. That's a good call there. Keep that in mind because Ernest has not been playing a full, a a full uh, little slate of uh, snaps here lately, and he's got long hair. Sure. Does he have long hair? Right. Mm-hmm. I must have missed this. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Caught right. my eye. Yeah. <laughs> Some raised an eyebrow. <laughs> Cardinals fall to the Seahawks uh, 20 to 10. Cardinals don't look down. Zaven Collins, two sacks in three games. What? what? Mm. What's going on here? Uh, 13 points in week seven, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. 7.96 points per game the last five games, 63% of snaps. Should it be resurrected? Hashtag. 
Hashtag Zaven season. No, Paul Nate Tice. Uh, but welcome back, Buda Baker. Ten and a half points in week seven. And R.I.P. Kayvon Wallace. Yeah, back to was he a healthy scratch? It was zero percent of snaps. For I think Kayvon he probably Wallace. played special teams, but yeah. yeah. Hey, we called that. Didn't we, we did. say it? Nice job, us. What? Way to go, Josh. Yeah, but once Buda Baker was back, do we have a? Oh wow, way to, way to go out on a limb there, boys. Yeah. Way back. Well, you just you know. Hey, hey you weren't here. All right, <laughs> we had to do uh, we had to do a lot that week. Yeah. It was a dark, dark you were place. Frolicking really around good call there, guys. Yeah. You were playing Madden in your Charleston <laughs> hotel room. One playing, I was editing, Josh. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so yes, Cardinals. Um, that team's a mess. They're going to be drafting probably top two or three. But good to have Buda Baker back in our lives. Uh, Seahawks pass rushers went off. We mentioned Eugene yeah. Nwosu, done for the year, torn pack. But Darrell Taylor, you mentioned him just a second ago, mm-hmm. uh, has been majorly stinky the last five games, just 1.9 points per game. This is Byron Young's future right here, guys. That's right, but erupted for <laughs> 22.45 points. He just wants to win the trade, guys. That's all it is. Uh, 59% of snaps. Boye Mafe, 17.95 points. Mm. Uh, three tackles, one TFL, a sack, a PD, and a QB hit. 79% of snaps. You hey. made a noise. Why'd you make a noise? Mafe been good. He's been very good. Sacking the last four games. Yeah, he leads the team in sacks now. Uh, we know about Mr. Uchenna. Did we mention that already at the yes, top? sure did. Uchenna's done for the year now. So, I mean, yeah, Boye Mafe, but also Derek Hall. Oh, Let's go. Season. I think it's going to be Derek Hall season. Yeah, I think Let's we're going to see. I mean, he's going to definitely get more snaps now. What will he do with them? Remains to be seen. We shall see. Yeah. Call Daryl, uh, call Byron Young. <laughs> he knows what to do with the snake. Byron Young apparently needs a mentor. Uh, maybe Darrell Taylor can yes, be that sir. guy. Yes, sir. Just what you need to get ready for, Byron. Jaron Reed was also <laughs> We're going to tell the world now. It's all going to come crashing now. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That trade's going to haunt us the rest of the season on this show. Uh, 12.9 points for Jaron Reed in week seven. 14.41 points per game the last five games. So, Jaron Reed's been pretty good. Sure. Yes, he has. Uh, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. 71% of snaps. But let's talk about the safeties. We mentioned Buda Baker is back. Um, what is going on with Jamal Adams and Julian Love both getting a nice little snap share and both scoring 11 points? Uh, and are we to make of this that the Seahawks want to run three safeties? I mean, is this a Minnesota Vikings situation where we have multiple relevant guys? We got more teams doing that now, it seems. It's true. Um, you know, Dallas was doing that first. Yeah, Minnesota, and then, yeah, it looks like Seattle's kind of getting in on it as well. So, I hope so. I mean, uh, I've been a fan of Julian Love. I think he's one of my little mini flag plants. I don't want to see Julian Love lost with Jamal Adams coming back. That would be that would be sad. We just Did I say Love lost? <laughs> that I did. But out. That was unintentional, folks. Uh, that is just uh, 1120 at night uh, on page 28 of 32 of uh, Recap Doc. I wanted to see here. I was trying to pull up John's tweet about Julian um, Love played 91%. Jamal Adams played 100% of snaps. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams, both 100%. But Julian Love, 91%. I hope it stays. What did I say? I said don't drop Love yet. That's right. Give it some time. We said it just for injury purposes. I mean, I really thought Jamal was going to be the guy Mm -hmm. based on what we had seen. But Julian Love's a good player. I think so too. I got someone asked me that on on Twitter, like, how do I think it shakes out before Jamal Adams came back? And I thought that Jamal Adams would be the guy they sprinkle in, right, just because of the injury history and like him not being available a lot. So I thought they would try and like, you know, 
preserve him for as long as they can. But uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like preserve him, preserve him, <laughs> like yeah. in a jar, right. like jams and jams. We know how Bruno he is. Salt. Yeah. <laughs> Throw him in the cooler with the salt on top of him. Uh, yeah, let's give a little bit of love here. You mentioned him earlier in the show, Addy Jordan Brooks appreciation post. Yeah. Remember, this guy had ACL surgery. January 19th, he goes for 25.25 points in week seven, nine tackles, two TFLs, half a sack, a PD, and a QB hit on 70% of snaps. Do we just keep firing Jordan Brooks up regardless yes. of the fact he's not a full-time linebacker? Yeah, if he gets 70%, who cares? Yeah. That's good. 14.58 points per game the last That's five crazy. games. That's crazy. If I have an ACL uh, torn here in the next little bit, I'm calling Jordan Brooks Hey, Jordan. What did you do, Jordan? What did you use up there in Seattle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. January give your, 19th. Give me your doctor's name. Sure. Let's move to Can I get number. in? Can yeah. I get in? No. <laughs> yes, you were no. <laughs> you were not a professional athlete. I'd be on the shelf for about three years if I had a torn ACL. Jordan, can you get me in? <laughs> Who My are you? It's <laughs> really bad right yeah. now. <laughs> They're going to have to cut it off. They've got a belt around it. <laughs> I am losing consciousness, uh, Jordan. Please, please please, uh, hang up and lose my number, you weirdo. Um, Yeah, so Packers. Remember that time you tried to get the uh, Titans guy's number so you could text him the the picture of the Chiefs, like, uh, block field goal. Oh yeah, I was like, do you want me to text it to you in case like it's not coming through uh, on the Wi-Fi? Just left you on red. <laughs> I was like, no, just do it here. If it doesn't come through, it doesn't come <laughs> so we'll just do without it. Life will roll forward, and it wasn't the the quality wasn't what it could have been, bro. I'll yeah. say that. It got compressed, having to send it that way. I think you could have gotten more likes. Yeah. Joshua Kalu. It was, wasn't it? Joshua Kalu. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right on the field goal block. Yeah. He's still in the league. Uh, not after that. Not barely. after he acted like that. He's barely. Not. Yeah, it's a we know people treat people look. like that. Bad look. All right, Packers Broncos. <laughs> Packers fall to the Broncos. What the hell, Green Bay? Come on, uh, nineteen to seventeen. Packers. Isaiah McDuffie. Just another one of these. Hold your nose and start them. Uh, Eleven points in week seven. Ten point five eight points per game. The last three games. Ten tackles. Sixty six percent of snaps. Sounds like Devondre Campbell is on the way back though. Uh, Quay Walker was back and kicking this week, so I don't know how much longer Isaiah McDuffie has to live. Uh, but Keyshawn Nixon, uh, these new kickoff rules have added a lot more volatility for the sleeper cornerback there who was returning kicks. Just 3.7 points in week seven, 11.82 points per game. Remember, big three scoring is kick and punt return points, uh, so that's why you're seeing the average inflated there. Um, he averaged 16.38 points per game the last eight games of 2023. Uh, just two tackles and 17 punt return yards on 73% of snaps. Great so, snap share, though. That is. It's I mean, solid for yeah. Keyshawn Nixon. Not what I expected. I thought most of, if not all of his points, were going to come from kick and punt return. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty much held down that slot corner spot this year for Green Bay. So, yeah, cheat code potential is... Uh, Cheat code potential. That's kind of said that way. That's that's a hard thing to say. It's 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 there. Cheat for him. code potential. I thought you said Cheeto. Cheeto potential. I might have. Yeah, you might be hungry. <laughs> I am kind of hungry. Yeah, let's go get some Cheetos after this. Uh, why not? It's midnight and we're in our mid thirties, so let's just cram some processed cheese into our mouths sure. before bed. Uh, so Baron Browning was back this week for the Broncos. I did wow. not know that Mr. Browning was making his debut, but he had an assist and a PD on forty five percent of snaps. Four point seven. Five points. 
Just muddied the water a little bit, though. Nick Benito, 2.5 points, two tackles on 62% of snaps. And Jonathan Cooper, eight points, six tackles, and a QB hit on 69% of snaps. So that's just sort of like a Bills situation with Von Miller working his way back in. I want to see how this rotation shakes out now with Baron Browning, who I would say had the most pedigree coming into this season, injury aside. Because, I mean, Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, I would have put two and three on the pecking order and some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely was the most proven of the bunch. You know, we've seen him have like multiple 30-point games. But uh, now we've seen Benito play really well and also Jonathan Cooper. So, I mean, it's a nice little mix, I think, a nice little young mix there in in Denver um, who should all get plenty of snaps. I mean, I think most of them – I think all three guys will get between 50 and 60%, which Mm -hmm. is totally fine. Yeah, it could be frustrating for IDP. Uh, Just a situation to monitor. Like I said, kind of reminds me of the Bills. These are all like – Dynasty watch guys, you know, mm-hmm. probably not relying on them in redraft. Hopefully not. Now, I mean, because th- that will can, be frustrating. Yeah. Um, can you plug in these guys on like bye weeks? Yes, definitely. But I mean, yeah, week or to week, flex spot. Yeah, week to week, you're probably not going to be relying on these guys. But we are very interested in kind of how these guys perform this year from a dynasty perspective. Yep. So with Kareem Jackson suspended four games for the dirty hits this season, keep an eye on PJ Locke if you need some DB reinforcements. 14.15 points in week seven, his first game this season. Three tackles, a pick, a PD, 23% of snaps. The linebackers we talked about in Bobo had yeah. not been great this season, but Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell were both pretty solid in week seven, 14 and a quarter points for Singleton on 100% of snaps. And Josie Jewell had 10 points on 84% of snaps. So let's move to the Taylor Swift Bowl Mm. uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers uh, falling to the Kansas City Chiefs 31-17. Boys, it seems like we are headed for a Super Bowl rematch. Mm -hmm. Chiefs-Eagles with the way those two teams are playing right now. And I would not mind it. And I don't think the NFL would either if uh, Travis and Taylor are still together at Mm. that point. They will be. They will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll break up and the get contract back tells them they yes. need to be <laughs> the uh, stipulations <laughs> of the legally binding document they signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we mentioned Kenneth Murray. Um, both him and Eric Hendricks were really good for the Chargers in Week Seven. Kenneth Murray on a hundred percent of snaps, twenty three point four points. He's averaging fourteen point four seven points the last five games. Eight tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. Eric Kendricks, welcome back, my friend. 17.25 points, nine tackles, a TFL, and a forced fumble on 87% of snaps. Bobo and I joked, Addy, that the wheels are going to fall off the Kenneth Murray wagon at some point. Are they going to fall off at some point? I don't think so. I don't think they will. Has this guy finally, finally, finally turned the corner? I think so, man. I mean, even, you know, before Kendricks got banged up, you know, uh, and and went out and and Kenneth Murray was kind of the LB1 there, like, Kenneth Murray was was playing the snaps right alongside with them week one. So that's right. Yeah, I think that's been the plan all along. And uh, Kenneth Murray has done a, a good job with with the opportunity. So um, encouraged to see Eric Kendricks play well. He's been kind of a bummer yeah. so yep. far this season. But Banged up. Still, still getting out snapped. You I know? know. It's kind of weird. 87% for Kendricks, 100% for Kenneth Murray. So pretty, pretty wild. But Eric Hendricks, 81.9 PFF grade, 76.5 coverage grade. So really good stuff there. Solid LB3 going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's something to keep in mind. Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, getting asked if he's going to continue to call defensive plays. This tends to start happening right before a coach gets fired. So just something to keep in mind that – 
there may be some instability with it's time. He's about to get fired. I, th- for him to I, go. I think so. So if that happens, it might shake up what is going on with some of these defensive guys. He seemed like a weirdo. Yeah. Honestly. Kind of ruining Justin Herbert. I'm not sure what's going on with that team. He just seems like one of those guys that's better suited as a coordinator. Dude, look at how much talent they have. They've got really good tight ends. You got Keenan Allen. No reason to be that under. Quentin Johnson. You've got Austin Eckler. Um, your defense is good. You got Bosa. You've got Mac. You've got some good uh, Sebastian Joseph Day on the interior. You got Derwin James. Why are you losing so you many games, man? Good linemen, offensive linemen. Yeah, Sad. yeah. It's uh, that's been the story for forever. It seems yeah. with you the give Chargers. up one of the worst playoff comebacks in. Is it? It might be the biggest comeback in playoff history yeah. against uh, against the the Jags. Um, so twenty eight points, I think. Yep, just crazy. Uh, it might have been more than that because the Colts, I think, were 28 points. So it, it may have been even more than that. Um, so, yes, Murray, Kendricks, good to have those guys both relevant for IDP. Uh, Dean Marlowe is the yeah. guy that's filling in for Alohi Gilman, mm-hmm. and he's actually the guy that's outproducing Derwin right now. So. Wow. <laughs> what a world we live in. Very weird what we, times. What we thought. Yeah, yep. Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack both had down games, three and a quarter points for both of these guys. Um Tackling a QB hit for both of them. Um, 59% of snaps for Joey Bosa. 66% for Khalil Mack. Yeah, Derwin unimpressive for a second week in a row since returning from injury. 8.25 points, just 7.42 the last three games. He had five tackles and a fumble recovery on 100% of snaps. A 50.9 defensive grade for Derwin James. Now, Kansas City Chiefs, I think, make a lot of teams look pretty poor on the PFF grades. Yeah, and he's probably... Covering Kelsey, yeah, so that's tough. Yeah, Tra- uh, Travis is tapping into that like Taylor Swift. Right, got to impress Taylor my girlfriend. The, yeah, it's it's you can't win that. No, that's it's the NFL I mean, it, does not want you to win right. that. And when a guy's got his girl there in the stands, he's trying so much harder. Yes, it's just not even and it's fair. the biggest pop star should, in the really, world. A girlfriend's unless you're married, girlfriend should not be allowed there. Is it like a unfair advantage? I think so. Yeah, it's like a like a PD type deal. Yeah, mentors, yes. Girlfriends, right. no. Are y'all talking Mahomes' wife and uh, she can stay because they're married. But you had to Taylor get Swift being like that. You had to get married, like buddy, he, buddy. Pay, Mahomes isn't trying to impress her anymore. Oh, yeah, okay. he's got her. Yeah, okay. She's got him. Really, I mean, you know, obviously, sure. obviously she's, yes, she's the best talent scout of all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Truly, uh huh. Truly, and now she has Taylor Swift as her BFF. Yeah. Like, maybe we underestimated her. I, her. I think, yeah, she seems fine. Talent scouting I mean, acumen, but I think we were dead on about Jackson, but. Yeah, Mahomes probably gave her a hard time. She's annoying when she yells and stuff. But I mean, which who isn't? Well, how many of us yell like Brittany Mahomes does? But hey, she's living a charmed life right now. The most annoying part was her soaking the uh, buffalo crowd yes, in champagne. champagne. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, mid mid. That was a bad look. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she has a secret uh, handshake now with Taylor that Swift. That was pretty cringe. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. They was... care for that. Yeah, the Sunday Night Football crew was talking about that way too much. Even Mike Tirico was like, "Oh, Chris, they she stole they stole her handshake." They and have like, to talk about it though, because like, how old. many women are at home watching this oh, it's because a big deal. Taylor Swift? How many guns are pointed at them to say, "Talk about Taylor Swift yes, on this broadcast"? It's a big deal. Absolutely. But I don't, you also don't want to be that guy, the guy that's getting all angry about the Taylor Swift. Who cares? Yeah, who yeah. gives it? Who cares? It's, Everyone it's settle down. It's zero one percent of the airtime. Yeah, that they show Taylor. It's Swift. fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's a story. It's getting more people. People in yeah. it's uh, potentially you know getting more people in IDP. Yeah. All these Swifties are going to sure. start getting IDP. I don't know how we brought more money for us, baby. <laughs> it's all that matters. It's like they they want to they 
they complain about the Taylor Swift thing, and then they also at the same time applaud more playoff teams, more regular season games, all these things that make the NFL more money. Mm-hmm. Hello, follow, connect the dots here. This mm-hmm. is just more money in the NFL's pocket with Taylor Swift, the most famous woman in the world right now, uh, attending all of these games. And Taylor it's and Kelsey have a crazy amount of commercials right now. Yeah. It's unbelievable how many Capital One and She has a new movie, and, and he has a podcast. We've always said this is just for the content. Oh, absolutely. And for the yuck yucks. But Superstars, even, though. I don't think maybe in love, boys. Kelsey, how much you practicing I think, with I think they're in love. I think celebrities are capable of feeling love. Sound off if you think they're in love. I think it's real. All the Swifties. <laughs> Adam's just trying to win the Swifties over to his side in the trade. Come on, girls. Uh, boys. Girls. <laughs> girls. Uh, Chiefs. You boys Swifties? Um, she's fine. We play the Shake It Off song with Pax. He loves to dance to that song. So, I'm, she's fine. I think she sucks. Yeah. Honestly, I do. I know I was nice to her for a little bit, but I don't, wow. I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand the, I don't understand the, uh, I don't understand the hype. All right. 35-year-old <laughs> white man does not like Taylor Swift. Shocker. Also, can't floss. Yeah, can't floss, can't gritty. But can dab. Yeah, so. can absolutely dab. So, and that uh, kind of trumps everything. That's so. true. If you got Stock that up, going for you. If you go back in time to what, 2016 when Cam Newton was dabbing on the haters, that's right. it'd be pretty cool seven that's years right. ago. Boy, simpler times. Simpler times for sure. Chiefs, uh, <laughs> Bolton dislocated his wrists. So can we finally embrace our tranquil gay partnership? Willie Gay, 20.55 points in week seven, the one week I don't start him. Uh, and then Drew Tranquil, 17.4 points in week seven as well. 52% of snaps for Gay, 46% for Tranquil. Uh, five tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, and a QB hit for Gay. Two tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, and a QB hit for Tranquil. Who do you want, Tranquil or Gay, in, in uh, Nick Bolton's stead? Tranquil. Bobo. It's tranquil. It's not Willie Gay. I wish it was Willie Gay. Look, I'd love to be able to fire up Willie Gay with confidence. I'm just not they, trusting it. They don't trust it. They showed us. They showed us when Nick Bolton was out that it was Drew Tranquil. Yep. I think he played 100% of snaps in Bolton's absence. Ah, sure. Sure. Hey, if you want Willie Gay, he's available. I like Willie Gay. Willie Gay is going to be useful in IDP for the rest of the season. Uh, Willie Gay is probably going to cost more to get. Then Drew Tranquil is going to. Uh, Tranquil is probably going to be an easier acquisition for the rest of the season. Is he, though? That's what I was just trying to sit here mulling my head. Yeah. Tranquil might be more expensive than Willie Gay right now. That's why I was kind of on Gay for a second, where it was just like... Well, I mean, dynasty-wise, I do like Willie Gay. And I think you're right. I think like we, he's proven to be extremely efficient when he does. Like Even if he's only 50%, that could... Like, like he did this past week. Yeah. That could, 20 points. On yeah, 50% five of tackles and a sack. He's a playmaker. He has yeah. these playmaker. Exactly. He's a little, games. He but so is Drew Tranquil. He got a little Dre Greenlaw in him, honestly, mm-hmm. um, to where he was kind of the Dre to uh, to Nick Bolton's Fred Warner, in my opinion. Um, gosh, man. And they fricked it up. This I just don't think this yeah. is going to increase yeah. Gay's role. I think Drew Tranquil yeah. is the clear one-to-one replacement, and Gay's just going to play his normal role. Yeah, and if anyone were to maybe get an increase, I mean, Slush obviously – Tranquil, but yeah, exactly. Leo Chanel be the big winner out of this. And he's available everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Furious George Karloftis, we called it last week. He isn't as flashy as Kayvon or Hutchinson, but he's starting to find a groove. Why 13. isn't he, Aaron? Why ain't he as flashy? Well, you know. I think George is just as flashy. 
Uh, 13.35 points in week seven, uh, 16.1 points last week. He had three tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit on 78% of snaps. This is just what Fury George does. Yep. Super solid, uh, close to 80% of snaps. Uh, Legere Sneed doesn't care about your sweet spot usage. He'll ball wherever. 17.4 points in week seven. Uh, Six tackles, a pick, a PD, 100% of snaps, 57 of his 63 snaps at outside corner. You mentioned it, Addy. Alignment for these ballers, these playmakers doesn't matter matter as much. Ballers ball. Ballers ball. Mm -hmm. Can we throw it back to the 2021 combo of Legereus Sneed and Kenny Moore as your two starting cornerbacks in XFFL. Let's throw it to 2023 where he has uh, Kenny Moore and Devin Witherspoon. <laughs> there you go. Addy just keeps coming back for more, folks. Addy is doing great, as we know. Uh, Don't be a cornerback whisperer, honestly. I mean, there's 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 people that are saying that. Oh. Streets are talking. So, a lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are saying actually. that, huh? Start, momentum's starting to really pick up for that. <laughs> really picking up. You love to yeah. see when that momentum is picking up and the streets are talking Crazy. more it's, and more. It's, it's a lot. It's humbling. It's, it's cool. It's yeah. a cool experience. It's a it really very is. cool experience. Really yeah. Let's talk Sunday night football. <laughs> Dolphins uh, fall to the Eagles. Let's start on the Dolphins side of things, though. In the words of Gandalf, authority is not given to you, Philadelphia, to deny the return of the king. Jalen Phillips is back, baby. 20.75 points. He had seven tackles, a TFL, a sack, and two QB hits on a beautiful 69% snap share. Addy, the floor is yours. Jalen Phillips is back, and we all are rejoicing. Dog, I mean, was a chance like he was like a millisecond away from getting another one mm-hmm. that they gave to Bradley Chubb. There was, I mean, I thought Phillips deserved at least a half on that. I don't know. They both kind of. Yeah, scoring seemed off. They both were kind of there at the same time. Um, but, yeah, Jalen Phillips, I mean, I hope you didn't get scared and do anything dumb. I mean, hope you weren't a scared little boy. <laughs> Come on. Come on, y'all. I mean, we we knew that he was going to be fine once he got healthy, and uh, it looks like he got healthy. And this wasn't even a great matchup, you know. Well, he's a dog. I mean, you watch him out there, he's 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 hit him with the fly eagles fly like he's uh, overpowering bird wings, crazy motor. Like when, when people get behind him, you know, when the running backs are behind him, like he's he's – taking he's taking after him like you see him chase down running backs all the time like he's he's a great player man well-rounded and he's just going to continue to get better so uh love jalen phillips yeah uh babo we got bradley chubbs third 20 point game of the season he had 28.05 points in week seven seven tackles a tfl two sacks that he should have split with jalen phillips apparently mm-hmm. a forced fumble and a qb hit on 90 percent of snaps so bradley chubb doing the damn thing as well yeah he's benefiting from that uh you know new defensive coordinator new situation playing alongside jalen phillips playing alongside of uh um, Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins, you know, rushing Andrew the Van passer, Ginkle. 90% of snaps. Bradley Chubb is relevant, you know. <clears throat> Thank goodness he's been healthy. That's one thing that's, um, you know, we've kind of struggled with with Bradley Chubb throughout his career, honestly. Um, we get healthy Bradley Chubb. We get, you know, fun Jalen Phillips on the other side. Um, this Miami team, you know, we're just sitting here talking about Super Bowl stuff, but if they continue to do stuff like this, I know they've been a little bit up and down the last couple of weeks, but – if Tua can be Tua and this defense can, you know, get after the quarterback, you know, late into the season, uh, Miami could be a handful going into the postseason. You got Jalen Ramsey coming back too. Sure right? uh, Xavier Howard coming back at some point. So I mean, yeah, that's that's only going to help those pass rushers. Uh, love Miami for for 
potentially being a Super Bowl team. Yeah. yeah. They did get bullied a little bit by Philadelphia. I do yeah. worry about them going toe-to-toe with these more physical teams. Yeah. Because they are a team built for speed. At least they're not, but, but you know they they're still missing a lot of guys. You know Waddle's not healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he not at all. Was in and out of that game. Uh, no, a chain's a difference maker. Once they get him back, uh, even Jeffrey Wilson uh, can I think needs a little bit of time to get better. But um, yeah, the defense is once they get healthy and yeah, they just need healthy. But we mentioned that before the season start. You know, I mean yeah. that was a team that was very thin, and they couldn't afford to 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 really get hurt. But they have, and they've still done a pretty good job staying afloat. So I think Tyree kills on pace for the most receiving yards in a season. Wow! Yeah. Gonna possibly break Megatron's record. Yeah, isn't that wild? You know, he leaves Kansas City, and we're like, oh well, he's yep. that's over. He didn't realize how good he had it. Yeah, yeah. no, he's been even and he better. Was, and he was talking, you know, trash like <laughs> saying like he was being held back, and we were like, okay, uh, good luck, sure, enjoy Tua. Yeah. yeah, and that's and been just fine. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jerome Baker. As Aaron wrote here in the doc, may have an Empire State level ceiling, but he's got a New York Subway level floor. Thirty-two point four five points in Week Seven. What the hell, Jerome Baker? Hundred percent of snaps, eleven tackles, a TFL, a pick, a defensive touchdown. That certainly helps. A PD, twenty-two return yards, but just eight point eight five points per game. Average the last five weeks. So don't go crazy for Jerome Baker, folks. Got to give a little mini shout out to Cater Coho. For that pick six that Jerome Baker got, he was the one that deflected it that fell right into Jerome Baker's arms. Mm-hmm. So it was, and Jerome Baker had no one in front of him. So I mean, it was the easiest pick six of his life. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean Jerome Baker, he's he's a great best ball linebacker. He's yeah. not someone yeah. that I'm really interested in. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it's either twenty points or it's five point seven five. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Yeah. You're gonna be so frustrated by this guy. Um, Let's talk about the Eagles side, though, Bobo. Sure. And this first guy here, um, Sweaty Bros. Sweaty Bros. You were Sweaty Bros. Madness team. How did Josh Sweat look in week seven? Yeah. Continues to ball, man. After his breakout in 2022, 23.8 points in week seven. He has averaged 14.69 in his last five games. Two tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits on 78% of the snaps. Um, 81 pass rush grade, 90, uh, 71.6 pass rush grade for defense, um, overall defensive grade. Yeah, Josh Sweat, man, continues to just be a baller in Philadelphia. I kept thinking that maybe he was going to regress a little bit after 2022, um, but that seems to be wrong. Uh, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick now is coming on after the last couple weeks. Um, that is the calling card there for the Eagles. That is the recipe for winning. Let Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick get after the quarterback, get the ball to Jalen Hurts. Um, tush, get, push. Tush, tush push. Push, yeah. tush push. Tush push to the Sirianni to the saying it's first and nine. That's yeah. like just daring the league to ban that play, I feel like. He ain't wrong, but he was also right in the fact that, I mean, no one else is doing it successfully. Yep. Yeah. I mean, why are they going to be punished because they can do it. Yep. They've built the team. With, People are trying. Everyone's like, trying to do it. Like a Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, that I think squats like 600 pounds and a, probably the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. I, I mean, saw um, Brett Coleman was releasing a video breaking down why he thinks it's so successful. So that's out there if you want to check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think they'll end up banning it. I think it's just... I hope not. Yeah. This team has uh, managed to perfect it and has built a team and a roster capable of yeah. executing uh, it. And they have you know great players there. I mean, you got Kelsey, one of the best centers mm-hmm. 
of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best podcast hosts of yeah, all time. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he's doing the, the content there is good as well, being on a Super Bowl contender. You got Jalen Hurts, and then you got Goddard and the running back pushing you yep. know, hurts. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one to stop. I saw it was like a ninety percent success rate. That's crazy. And they've ran it like over fifty times. Wow. wow. Yeah. I, I mean, didn't know it was that many. Yeah, I and mean, you get to I mean, third and one a, or fourth and one, you just, you know, it's automatic. What if, what if you tush push on the other side, on the defensive side of the ball? You can just get your linebackers up there and you're just pushing him. I think your tushes are getting pushed back into your lap. Nope. Explosion. You can't do that. It's not safe. It's just two tush pushes. Great. It's a nuclear explosion. Uh, hey, shout out Nolan Smith. Just 2% of snaps. Played four snaps, but had um, two tackles, a TFL. Um, it looks like a sack and a QB hit as well. So, shout out. This is just what Philadelphia does. To yeah. Just filthy at drafting these guys. Yeah, just sprinkle in a little Nolan Smith as uh, November and December are approaching. Yeah. Yep. That's Not so, good for the league. Uh, big play Slay lives up to the name. He had 23.6 points in week 7, 12.85 points per game the last five games. He's Four tackles, year, a man. TFL, INT, two PDs, I mean, and 100% of snaps. Best ball gold, yep. truly. I think he was in the top, when I was looking at the top DBs, he was in the top 10 or 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this was a guy that was like forgotten. undrafted pretty yep. much, you know? Yeah, just forgotten. Is that what you said, Bobo? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the guy's, um, his name is Big Play Slay, and this is a big play league. Yeah, wow. he, I think he was saying that into the camera when he had his interception. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. He's like, I'm Big Play Slay. I'm Big oh, nice. Play Slay. So mm. love that swag. It's true. Sure. Let's you talk are. about Monday Night Football, the last game of the week. Uh, 49ers versus Vikings. Vikes, I think it was a 22-17 win for yes, Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, bye-bye Bynum was the leading scorer for the Vikes. For the game, 30.25 points, nine tackles, two interceptions. Uh, Was he the leading tackler as well? Good for you, Cam Bynum. Pretty sure he's leading all safeties in tackles per game this year. Mm -hmm. And tackles, I guess, too. Yeah, Fred Warner was the number two scorer on the night. Uh, He had 13 tackles and racked up 20.25 points. Uh, Charvarius Ward was next on the list with 19.75. He had five tackles and an interception as well. Uh, that was the one that he took away from Jordan Addison. Uh, great dream law, as Adam likes to say. Uh, 16.5 points, 10 tackles there for Dre. That's good. Uh, Daniil Hunter had 16 points. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, 15.7 points. He had two uh, tackles and one sack, so he continues to rack up the sacks. You love to see it. Only Probably sack of the game for only both sack teams. of the game. Wow, uh, Harrison Smith, yeah, Talano Hufanga, Jordan Hicks, Nick Bosa, uh, round out the rest of the double digit scores. So uh, a down game, but uh, speak to Cam Bynum. These Minnesota safeties, Addy, uh, all seem like very reliable options for IDP. Yeah, I mean. Like I mentioned, Cam Bynum is leading all safeties right now in tackles per game. Um, was averaging 10 tackles per game for the first six games. But, yeah, he had nine this past week, so that should still be the same. Um, 14 and a half tackle rate, 13.9 points per game, but that's going up for sure. So, yeah, I mean, he's just been crushing it, dude. The sweet spot percentage is, is uh, 43% right now for Bynum. Um, so, Surprising, surprising that he's 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 been this good. That he's taken this step. That he's become this type of tackler and 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 player. He's always had the playmaking ability. Yeah, but the tackle stuff is just really surprising. For I Bynum. agree. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is this is awesome. Um, does does he really have a big trade market though? Like, are are you? I don't. No. I imagine you're not seeing probably a lot of Cam Bynum trades out there. If you were, like, is is anyone willing to give up a third round pick for Cam Bynum? Probably not. Probably not. So I mean, you're in these you're in those situations where I think you just kind of ride with Bynum, yep. you know, and you hope that he kind of turns into. Um, this type of player, like you hope that he continues to, to be this type of producer, um, because I think he's going to stick around. I mean, I think that they're, they're Minnesota's not going to get rid of a guy like this. No, um, just good stuff, good stuff for his dynasty value. Um, let's go, let's go, combine them. I was going to look up and see who were the leading tacklers at just DB. Take it. Please take it. Yeah, I was, I was trying to take it back from you. You kept talking. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, <laughs> just yeah, ain't much of nothing. Yeah, Cam Bynum is sixty <laughs> tackles on the season. He's the leader, and that this might, I think, this is probably updated um, mm-hmm. for Monday Night Football because we're a couple hours out now. But Cam Curl, number two with fifty-eight. Minka Fitzpatrick, number three with fifty-two. Javon Holland. Uh, it's funny because a lot of these guys we don't typically think about as you're tackling DBs. And this is all DBs, not just safeties. Uh, Fitzpatrick, what do we think about? Exactly. Deep a safety. lot of these free safeties. Javon Holland, deep safety. Julian Blackman was a deep safety. Uh, and then Kyle Duggar is next there at 47. Yeah. Mm. So It's weird. Pretty wild. Weird season for DB. But there you go, that's folks. every season, though, folks. Yeah, that's you know, true. And maybe that's DBs big, are always weird. That's to be expected maybe to some extent in a big play league because when you're getting these big plays and you're playing a little bit deeper, maybe getting interceptions, maybe getting, um, you know, maybe getting after the quarterback a little bit, um, that's overpowering just the tackle guys. You know, the guys in the box getting tackles. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Something to the, think The tackle about. guys are, are – you know the box guys are probably more stable. Yeah, you know? yeah. But the yeah. ceilings aren't what the what they are of these free safeties. Yeah, and playmakers. It's a, it's a throwing league this year. I mean, the running backs are all just riddled with injury. Um, I don't know what the you know NFL metrics would be as far as is passing really up. Does that just feel like it is? I just feel like all the running backs are hurt and everybody's just throwing the ball. Yeah, you're right. It does feel like that. It does feel like last year definitely felt like one of those years where teams were back to running the football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This year it's been Nick Chubb's out. Derrick Henry doesn't look right. Yeah. McCaffrey's been kind of hurt. Barkley uh, was hurt. Yeah. Um, JT's back now. Yeah. JT was out though for you know. Yeah. Yeah. Out for the first what five games? We were talking about that in the preview. I think literally you could go to like every team and talk about every team has had some type of injury at running back somewhere. The Rams are hurt because even though we got Jonathan Taylor back and Zach Moss has been awesome, we lost Anthony Richardson, so we lost yeah. our probably our best rusher. Yeah. Uh, for the season, so there you go, folks. The week seven recap, two plus hours of IDP goodness. Um, casuals may be checking out Addy, but we never ever check out here at the IDP show. No, sir. So we've got, of course, the week full of content coming up for you all. Um, we have the cornerback corner dropping Tuesday, both print and audio. We've got Jace's rankings coming out, Boobam's waivers uh, already up for week eight. It comes out Monday night. And, uh, yeah, Jace will be recording this week. Uh, we've got Jake and Kyle Bellyfuel on this week's preview. So make sure that you tune in for that. And then it's the IDPshow.com for Adam's Dynasty Rankings. He has all the logs on there as well. And that's where you can find all of this awesome content. So Logs should be getting updated probably some tonight and then definitely tomorrow. But safeties are already done. Um I got to do sweet spot percentages, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm getting those things out pretty fast. Like we're, 
you're going to have them by Monday or Tuesday, so you'll be able to dig into all the stats before your your waivers run and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, get in there, dig around. Like, you will be so far off uh, ahead of your league mates. That's right. Where else can you get this kind of info, Bobby? Nowhere, You Josh. can't. You can't. It's Nowhere. not out there. Nowhere, Josh. That's why there. we wanted to do it. Yeah. Give, a, give a nice resource that you can't find anywhere else. Yep. So check it out. It's on the website under the 2023 IDP data tab on the homepage. Check it out for paid supporters. Your dynasty ranks are up. Jace's week eight rankings will be up tomorrow around lunchtime. And uh, we'll just keep on rolling, boys. Keep on dominating. Keep coming back if you like to win. And if we've been helping you win, Give us a follow on your podcast platform of choice. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at the IDP show. Addy, I think we had talked about maybe a trade show episode this week, potentially. Yeah, I think so. With Jace Abbey, so we'll check that out. We'll have a trade show. We'll probably do an IDP bets episode again here in seven days. we got a lot of shows now. A lot of stuff going on. It's a lot of fun. Shows. So uh, we'll send out a thread. Send us your trades. Uh, it's a good time for trades because you might be pushing for a playoff spot if you're in a redraft league. So you're considering maybe some guys to go acquire to shore yeah. up your lineup. Or you're in a dynasty league. You're kind of uh, looking forward to 2024 and maybe some trade targets for next season and beyond. Probably your most popular trade time right now. It so, really yeah. is. Yeah, we will uh, we will definitely be doing that here pretty soon. Uh, so, yeah, look for those tweets. Look for the, the Substack emails, all that stuff. That's right. So, yeah, check us out, YouTube, and then leave us a five-star rating and review over on Apple if you haven't already. Really, really helps us out. And then a five-star rating on Spotify if you listen over there. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back uh, on Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, depending on where you are, with Jake and Kyle breaking down all things week eight. And then we will be back next week to recap it all. So until next time, y'all take care. We'll see you soon.